four friends somehow find the time to get together and gush over cool lesbian moms, unhinged amounts of mimosas, and, of course, space chickens. I'm Haley. I'm Kristen. I'm Mariana. And I'm Sabrina. And if you can't guess, the space chickens are mine because, my friends, I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> As usual. As usual. I, I was... Y'all should have been y'all like I would you I did so good. I did like two non-sci-fis in a row. Wow. Did you? <laughs> okay, so I am drinking tea Didn't and I? I'm drinking it out of a hydro flask, but in my head I am drinking it out of a cup and saucer and just like side-eyeing you about that. You, like I would like to fully point out that you did one non-sci-fi in a row. <laughs> Because you did, you did Bethia for Menage a Trois. <laughs> well, Sabrina, if you were looking for your niche, this is it. It is the space. That. We did Nobody already know. Cemented. Yeah. I mean, it's only going to get worse by the end of this episode. Y'all are going to just, y'all are going to roast me this episode. And it's Maybe. fine. Yeah, I've accepted You it. are talking about space chickens, so. Hmm. I got it. It doesn't know. even stop at the space chickens. I was just thinking of roasted. Oh, I was going to say, I bet they're delicious <laughs> roasted. Oh. <Yeah. laughs> Shut the fuck up. How dare you? <laughs> it's good. It's good. I liked it. I liked no, it. it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting over here like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> and what? Till Haley said, get it because they're chickens and it's yeah. roasted. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't think my <laughs> eyes are fully open. Okay. So Mariana and I are on the same wavelength this, this week. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kristen and Haley are being like super witty and punny and interesting. It's okay. Yeah, just beautiful, interesting women. The like. day we're recording is the first day of NaNoWriMo. So like, you got to be quick. You got to yep. be quick with it. All right. So this week's prompt is all about the sides. <laughs> All right, I guess it's your turn, Haley. Okay, yeah. So um, I had, as much as I love side characters, and they are honestly one of my absolute favorite things about uh, like books. Um, and they're a, ga- a great way where I gauge like if I'm gonna re re. I cannot talk today. We weed it, re read a book <laughs> is basically if the side characters are really great because you want to kind of relive that world. I had trouble picking a book for this week's prompt. I just, I just would start reading something and it was none of the side characters stuck out to me. None of them were like, Ooh, I love that. Or that's very quirky or none of them felt really real. And then Mm, I did read one book where, um, I just hated everyone. Like I hated, I hated the main, I hated the main people. Um, I didn't hate the girl quite so much. I like, I felt for her, but literally all these cute, adorable, like side characters that I was supposed to fall in love with. I just wanted to set them on fire. Like I hated oh, them. Yikes! Like I... Like it's like octogenarian old men and they're supposed to be cute and quirky. And I was just like, if you die tomorrow, I'd be okay. And I felt bad about that. Um, 
and like crazy cousins and I'm just like no you're awful y'all are it's supposed to be like a lighthearted, like ha 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 my crazy family and I'm like no they are toxic and terrible Mm. and this might or might not be abuse like "Mm, not sure about it um this is such strong feelings for you I know like your hatred like this is strong hatred for you you're normally like no there's a redeeming quality in here somewhere and this one you're like no burn it burn it all except for that female character. character um and even she's on thin ice. And she like, sometimes is, mm. is on thin thin ice because she's like. Wait, is that the book you're doing for this? No. Oh, Jesus. I was because, like, yeah, can we just bleep I, out the name, like censor it um, Well, I, I have been in something of a slump and a little bit of like a kind of a bummy, like a bummed out sort of period. And I was like, I want, uh, I would like to have some joy. I don't want to just rage against this book for uh 10 minutes because uh, that's all the time we have so I decided that I would go back to my one of my all-time favorites which is uh Ilona Andrews mm. and it's the Hidden Legacy series and I chose White Hot which is Oof. the second book in the first uh trilogy I guess Nevada's books of the Hidden Legacy series. Mm-hmm. So let's dive into that, shall we? So for big brain stuffs, I gave this five noms. Uh, for pants feelings, I gave it four noms. Swoons, four noms. That ending, though, four noms, which gives me an overall score of 17 noms. That was pretty good. Also, very proud of you for coming in with your I math know. done. I know. Right? I have a resident scientist do yeah, mine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll, I'll put this over to the big dogs. <laughs> okay, so brain stuff. Um, this is always, without a doubt, if there is one thing Alona Andrews does well, and they do a lot of things well, it is fantastic side characters mm. like every i feel love like every grandma. side character oh my <laughs> god i love her so so the white hot takes place in their hidden legacy series this is a series which i guess is paranormal romance but i would say more urban urban i was gonna fantasy. say this is definitely, definitely urban, fantasy. urban fantasy with romance um you have Nevada Baylor. She uh, is a invest- uh, private investigator. You meet her in the first book. It's also where you meet the love interest, uh, Connor Mad Rogan. To be clear, I'm just putting this out there now. I am on the record. I would let Mad Rogan do truly heinous things. Yeah. <laughs> like, even... If he did something terrible to another human directly in front of me, I would then just, like, lay my body out and be like, this is yours now. So, wait. Am I the only one who hasn't read this book? If you have Looks not like read it. this book yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have not mm-hmm. read this mm-hmm. book. Oh. I have not read any Alana Andrews. And I've heard that she's one of those people that's like, excuse me? Like, you haven't? But this All right. Is- well, yeah. the same way that y'all have bullied me 
into reading The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy. The three of us You're welcome. are bullying yeah. you into reading this. Yes. So here's my here's my okay. soapbox for Alona Andrews. Um, I feel like the covers are a test. Okay. <laughs> so oh my God. a test I yeah. fail. <laughs> the covers are the worst. Like they are. Hang on. <laughs> No, wait, wait, no, 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 no. They are so bad, but it's it's almost like I feel like it's like it's like the 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 fairy disguising herself as an ugly elderly crone, right, to see if the handsome prince will like pick up her sticks and help her, and then magically she transforms into this beautiful woman. Okay, this is the same premise. You get this cover, and it is bad. It is like they paid. They either paid someone, a very talented artist, to purposely make an awful cover, okay? <laughs> or or they, I don't know, paid way too much money for a real bad artist to make this cover. Like, it is just, it's just so bad. Um, and all of them. Haley coming and in. all of them are. Like, all of them Dare are. Dare I say, she's coming in white hot. <laughs> <laughs> You did the thing. I did the thing. <laughs> the only reason I remembered that it was called that is because I did, in fact, go immediately look up the covers to see yeah. what they looked like because I just didn't remember. Um. Yeah. The first book is Burn for Me, and it's it's bad. White Hot. Um. It doesn't get much better. It's just bad photoshopped slash art abs. It's it's just Ooh. the face is weird. Um. I just everything about this faces are weird like there's almost something like uncanny valley about it right like they're supposed to be yeah. human and they like is look that, but, uh, but there's something is this just really like, the is this really the 10 minute hill you want to die on Haley no no it's not okay I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> I just Got have him. strong okay I have strong feelings about these covers because oh okay yeah. Oh, no, you looked them up. <laughs> okay, so this is the test, okay? You have to be willing to go past this cover because this cover is awful and it alludes to the book being like real bad. Like like real real bad. Why is that man's body I look don't like that? No. Okay? That's part of the test, Mariana. I guess her arm it doesn't, doesn't look real. Nothing nothing about that cover is real. Okay. <laughs> But Lord. if you can get past that, these oh books are incredible. They're one of my all-time favorite series. I love rereading <laughs> them. Um, and most of it is because the side characters are fantastic. So you have Nevada. She has two sisters. Um, her mom is like an ex-sniper. Her grandmother works on tanks. She has two cousins. Um, one of them is like a computer genius and then the other one is just kind of like a chaos gremlin. Um, and there is magic. The world that they have created is a world where magic exists and it's out in the open. So basically, um, there was a a serum called the Osiris serum and it was developed and people started taking it and it awoke like latent magical talents. And basically over time, 
people, magic has evolved into society and it's almost created a new stratification and like class, like class system in society where magic versus not magic. And then those who have magic have their like almost their own ruling body. Um, like how there are houses where like you have a family house and you have that comes with privileges and all this other stuff. And you're kind of graded into how much magic and power you have. And she has some power. Uh, you find out more about it. But it's, I don't know, it's just a really, really cool world. And it feels very believable. It feels very grounded and rooted in reality, even though it's a whole new magical world and a magical system. Um, and I think part of that is because Ilona Andrews, it's a husband and wife duo. They write this together. Oh. Um, but I guess one another reason I feel like they are super grounded is because they're like, they take place in Houston and you can tell they live in Houston mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because she's like, and taking the Katy freeway and getting off on this tollway and all that stuff. And I, and whether like houses are important, whether they're inside or outside the loop, I was like, mm, yes, because Ooh. I used to live yeah. in Houston. <laughs> They talk about the underground tunnels, like where they're like restaurants and stuff, like downtown, like in like Is underground. Is that real? Yeah. Um, they talk about like all the tollways and all the construction and stuff. Like, oh, oh God. yeah, that that tracks. Um, that tracks. They talk about River Oaks, and I was like, oh yeah, and Piney <laughs> Point, and I was like, mm, yep, that's the the whole whether you're inside the loop or outside the loop, that sort of social hierarchy that definitely exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I just really, that, ma- that always gets me excited. Cause like, I'll read them and then I can go like, Oh, I know where that is. I know where that is. I know where that is. It's kind of, I did the same thing when I read, <laughs> uh, True Blood because it takes mm. place in Bonton, mm. but like she goes to like Shreveport and Bossier. And at the time Jared's parents lived there. And I was like, I've been to that mall. <laughs> I know where this is. <laughs> yeah. to that shopping center. I was really excited about it. Um, we are talking about side characters and that is honestly why I love these books so much because the family dynamic is just fantastic. And honestly, I gave this like a four for a swoons as well, but it's not romantic swoons. It's just her grandmother, like there's a big firefight where like they're going to be attacked. And after the battle, her grandmother goes out and tags all the tanks and claims them as her by right of conquest uh-huh. and i just mm-hmm. love that's it that's amazing well because like, matt uh, rogan's soldier people are pissed they're like we want a tank and granny's like fuck you these yeah. are my tanks <laughs> these are my Snows you lose friggin tanks and <laughs> and it's just like it's it's just so good and then like there's another story where there's another part where they're having some money issues and her grandma's like, listen, we have two tanks there. I can sell them for like 300 K a piece. Like it'll be fine. And her mom who is like the ex sniper is like, well, we might need one tank at the way things are going. And her grandmother, her 76 year old grandmother is like giving puppy dog eyes and Nevada. Who's like, I think like 25 at the time. She's like, fine, we can keep a tank. And it's, <laughs> it's just like, Oh, um, or there's like the middle of like a like a 
crazy uh, freeway chase. And after it, Savannah, like her sister, she's talking to her sister and her sister's like, yeah, but like, can you get sushi? And she's like, yes, I can get sushi. And it's like, I am, we all, everybody almost died, <laughs> but it's fine. Yes, I will pick up sushi. Um, Which is also a yeah, fucking move. right? And it's a very teenager. It's like her s- siblings are like 15 and 17, I think. And she's considerably older. So they're very mm-hmm. like teenagery. And every character feels their age, you know? Like, like sometimes mm. when like an author writes a teenager, they feel like a caricature of a teenager or, or a child feels like a caricature of a child or I don't know, but every, every side character, whether they have pages of time or literally a paragraph, every character feels real. Like they have depth and they have dimension and they add some sort of value like to the story. And I just really, Mm -hmm. really appreciate that. Um, Also, the reason I picked this book in particular and not the first one is because one of my favorite side characters has a very big role in this one. And that is Cornelius Harrison of House Harrison. And he is a, an animal mage and basically, the first time I read this book, I just squeed the entire time mm-hmm. he was on the page because he was basically the embodiment of my wildest, most feverish childhood dreams, which was a la Beastmaster to be able to uh, telepathically and emotionally bond with an animal such that we could communicate on a higher level and that we could work as a team doing awesome shit. And that is basically what Cornelius does. He has um, his wife. It's very sad. Ends up getting killed is murdered. And that's why he comes to Nevada and he has a little Mm -hmm. girl. I think she's like three. Um, but they have a Doberman named Bunny, which is another thing I appreciate this because I also have an animal that is a different animal named after another animal. I have a cat named Badger. So I appreciate a Doberman. I know. Sir, Sir Badger. Badger. Sir Badger, Death Star Jones. Um, <laughs> uh, they have a cat. He has a hawk. Um, and my personal favorite, mm-hmm. uh, which led me to hours of research, um, he has ferrets yep. and a ferret badger and my absolute favorite scene in probably almost any series of books I've ever read would be the full on computer heist, which is perpetrated by a team of two ferrets and a Chinese ferret badger. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stop yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Cornelius is also my favorite character in that book, specifically because of the heist. I'm like, I want ferrets who can do a heist. I know. Like, I I right? remember sitting on the couch and reading this for the whole, for like the first time and like my em- entire body like tensed and I was just like the joy, like the sheer yes. effervescent joy that was bubbling through my system while reading mm-hmm. this. I just like can't even describe it. And I also love the fact that they're when they're discussing this, like literally every other character, like there's another character, Augustine, who's a illusion mage and he owns another private investigator firm. He's like, are we in a 
wait, he's like playing the straight man because he's like, are we in a Disney movie? Like, <laughs> when did this? Is it? Are you serious? What's going on here? And everyone else is like, okay, yeah, ferrets, okay, whatever. And he's just like, what? <laughs> and then like it starts happening, and you're just like, oh my god, this is awesome. Oh my god, this is so cool. It's incredible. This is so well done. <laughs> oh my god. And then the fact that like after this has happened, like very important people who are like super into like security and stuff, like drop everything and like start calling their people to like, okay, but like we need to install like ferret proof presser sensors in our dryer vents. Like <laughs> this is this is a weak point. <laughs> but none of us ever considered. Nobody considered. Um and Cornelius comes back in the third book and then you see him also later in like the next sisters books and every time he's there I just get ridiculously excited about the tactical uh implications of his animal mageness and there is a part I guess for that ending though um it's I gave it a four because this is the second book and kind of like a three book arc. So the Mm -hmm. ending is very, very satisfying, but it doesn't sum everything up. So it's Mm -hmm. not like quite there, but it is ridiculously satisfying and I don't want to give anything away, but I feel like Cornelius does get his revenge and it is in the most awesome, gruesome and poetic Mm -hmm. way that I could imagine. Horrifying. Horrible. Like horrific. I had nightmares about <laughs> so it after the first time I read the series, but it was so satisfying. So, I might need to do a reread. Oh, I... Oh, do you not remember what it was? Vaguely. Yeah. And I love that it's like, it's set up like very, like they do a great job of setting it up very early on because there's this stuff that's happening that he just like has this bag of stuff and he just like vaguely disappears. And Nevada will be like, what's in the bag? And he's like, it is a business that doesn't pertain to what I've hired you for. And she's like, okay. And okay, then I remember now. I think Kristen just remembered. <laughs> and then it's like, it's like sprinkled throughout and then you get to the end and everything comes together and you're like, oh. Holy shit. <laughs> this is deeply disturbing, but also feels so good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. God damn This it. is... Uh, Fine. It's on the it TBR. It is so good. This whole series is... It's probably one of my most recommended series. Um, I love it. And I could just live in these books. And I feel like if you... I don't know if you really want a book that has an incredible world building and like characters that you can just really sink into sink into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, This is kind of the perfect series. And I don't know if I'm even describing it well, because I have totally glossed over like all the variances of magic, all the power, like political. But like, I think part of the, part of the beauty of the series is having things laid down the way that they're mm-hmm. laid down in mm-hmm. this year you know what i mean like getting an overview it's not going to come across mm-hmm. as incredible like this series is a masterpiece to be clear of world building yeah like so good fantastic 
is it a series you need to read yes. like one yeah. to yeah like you, you need absolutely to have okay. to so um, the first three books are about one sister the second three books are about another sister and then the last three books are going to be about the third sister mm-hmm. hopefully fingers crossed they're not out yet um but are you bitches telling me to read to be clear book, to be nine book series that's to be not clear, you finished. can read the first three books, and in your brain, it's a series. It's a series. It's like, done. Okay. The you next read- three books, series in your brain. So just don't start the third sister's books until all three of those are out. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Okay. I can do it. And what world it. am I going to recommend you a fucking series that has, like, no ending for... Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, who who am I to not, who am I to recommend you a series? And I was like, Friend, specifically that's, like, that's also like read. specifically like non-standalone. You know what I mean? Like I'll recommend yeah. you a series that's right. a standalone, right. like a bunch of standalones if it's not done. Cause like, yeah. fuck yeah. But like, if there's not an HEA, like the final HEA for that person, I'm not fucking telling you about that series. Cause guess what? <laughs> I ain't read that series. Like, I made the fucking mistake and played myself with the Plated Prisoner series. Thank you, Kristen. But. I I haven't read it. I just said, if you do read it, let me know how it is. Because it's on my TBR. You sent me a post on Instagram. Oh, yes, I did. Kennedy or uh, Raven (laughs) Kennedy being like, hey, so guess what? That five book series where the fifth book comes out in December. It's actually a six book series. Sorry, I couldn't finish it in five books. And on one hand, and by the way, I was halfway through the third book when Kristen sent me this. <gasps> so, did you stop after that? I or did you finish the fourth since. book? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> to be clear, I'm like the the built like I'll I'm happy it's going to be six books because I was already halfway through the third and sad that it was going to end. So, like, I'm not mad that it's going to be six books. And I want her to tell the story that she wants to tell. But also, like... (laughs) Fuck! Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. So I do have one quick question for Haley. Yes. Uh, You gave it a four for pants feelings. Oh, yes. Um... (laughs) Yeah, tell us. Okay, so there's... So Mad Rogan, the main guy, uh, (laughs) is telekinetic. Oh, God. But he also has, like, a secondary... I forget what it's called, where he can project things, like, mentally project things to you um so like he can basically make you come without ever touching you like physically i literally like, have he goosebumps can be standing right now. across the room but you feel him touching you like you could y'all could be at a party <gasps> like y'all could be at a party and as long as he has line of sight on like he can he can get you Mm-hmm. You know, he can get you there. Why is that a four? Um, <laughs> That's a great question, Mariana. Honestly, I don't because I think this was a 
Honestly, I think this because this was a reread for me and I love these books so much and they are so incredible and so well done that you could take out, they could be closed door and I would Mm -hmm. still recommend them to everyone. So while it's like super hot and incredible, um, it, I don't know. It was, it wasn't like a, there were times where I'm like, "Mm, yes, this is great. But like, what about? What about that investigation? Yeah, like what's (laughs) – where is Cornelius? Like is the raccoon like fixing like um, Madeline her sippy cup? Like how – like what's going on here with the side characters? Like I just need to know. And I'm like, yeah, like I know you are using your hands and also your phantom hands to like, you know, get her real good. But like um, what's on that tape? You know? Like raccoon and sippy yeah. cup. Mariana, this- just read the fucking book. Just read the fucking books. <laughs> like, that is not even the like Haley did not even get past the tip of the iceberg it's about not. the things that you are going to read this book and go <gasps> about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so if we go First of all, that impression was very good and I'm slightly offended by how good it was. I've known you for like eleven years, Mariana. <laughs> It was a good one. The gasp was on point. Anyways. There are so many. I think I know we're getting, I'm getting ahead of myself, but Sabrina was looking for books that made you gasp out loud. This book will make you gasp out loud, Ariana. Guess what's on screen? Mm. Get a girl. Guess who's been in an audiobook mm. Now, I will say the audiobooks are fine. Like they're not. God fucking damn <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean they're fine? <laughs> I've been in an audiobook slump because the last audiobooks I listened to were Kennedy Reed. Ooh. Kennedy Ooh. Ryan? Ryan. Yeah. Thank you. I just blanked. I was like, Reed's not it. <laughs> Kennedy Ryan. Um, so I am did both. I'm I'm I was reading it and then also listening to the audiobook, and I'd never done the audiobook before, but I needed to get this read. Um and she Oh, it does a good job, but she's not my favorite. Um, just because I feel like I have a Ilona Andrews does a really good job of like the voices of characters come across really well in their dialogue and the way they're written. And I have like specific ways people talk in my head that are very ingrained. So okay. I had the thought about that audiobook because the last reread I did of this series was on audio was this would have been a book that really benefited from a full cast yes like there are there are mm. specific characters where they just don't come across like I think they should and how I have heard them in my head and I just don't think her sexy it's hard male- not to have it's hard yeah. not to have a very specific voice in your head Haley when you've read it like 18 times to be clear. I know it is, it is very so, difficult. Like, you um, may not have the same issues, Mariana. Like, I got through the audiobooks. It was my second read, and I loved them. So, Yeah, they're, that's what I'm saying. They're, they are not bad audiobooks. And I am in – like, I couldn't stop listening. You know, I was very actively, like, listening. I never wanted to, like, oh, I can't do this. But mm-hmm. um, they are not my favorite audiobook performances. But they are – Okay, good. I just got – 
the Kindle book yeah. as well. Just nice. So we are covered. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Um, I'll start it. Yeah. Oh, yes. So that uh, that is my much longer than ten minutes, but it wasn't my fault. Uh, description. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't your fault. It was not. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, White Hot by Alona Andrews. This is a fantastic series, and I think everyone should read it. And um, just don't look at the cover. Just look at it. Like, just don't look at it. Okay. Kristen, what you got for us, baby? Let's uh, let's start this timer. We'll see. So, <laughs> I did The Grim Reaper's Lawyer by Mia Monique. Mm. Um, I actually had a similar problem to Haley in that it was very hard for me to choose a book for this prompt. And as soon as I actually settled on the book that I was going to do and started reading it and started taking notes about it, um, I thought of five other books that I have read in the last month that would have worked. And I was like, well, shit, but I've committed now. Um, (laughs) And I chose this book because Kimberly Lemming um, in her episode uh, wrecked this to us for hashtag squad ghouls. So I was like, squad, excellent. Mm. There's ghouls. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, so there are a lot of side characters in this, but almost all of them are part of like the villain situation. So So for my scores, for big brain stuffs, I gave it two noms. Uh, For pants feelings, I did give it five noms. Uh, For swoons, three noms. And then that ending, though, three noms. So the final score is 13 out of 20 noms. So it is Still DTF. That's Um, a little rough for you, though. (laughs) I mean, I'm honestly shocked that it's a lower score than last episode. Um, But it's just because of big brain stuffs. Cause there weren't really any side characters that I was like, yes, I would reread this book for this character. Like I want to know more about what they're doing. I want to know more about who they are. I just didn't really get that. Um, Joyce is our main character. She is a lawyer And in the first five minutes of the book, she is shot dead. And the whole rest of the book is her um, in the afterlife being a lawyer for a Grim Reaper who is on trial, um, I believe, for like letting souls free from their confines or their... uh, assigned afterlife or whatever but um he he didn't do it okay so what a shitty afterlife though like you do you hate your job you get murdered doing your job and but that's what you're doing for the rest of the afterlife so like i was just thinking that i was like my current job i'd be okay with that but like asm at walgreens absolutely not (laughs) like I like I love my job Uh, for eternity for eternity 
I don't know, man. I See, know. this <laughs> is where the ancient Egyptian version of the afterlife really comes in like hard for me, where I would just let's let me do that. Because it's like, pick your best day, right? That's kind of like, once you pass the judgment and you get there, it's like best day. But if you don't want to do shit, okay, if you don't want to do shit, you just want to like knit or read your book or do other things, you have these little statues called Shabti and you just make them do it for you. You know, like. That is pretty sick. Like just, just make sure your family buries you with some statues, with some spells on them so that you can just call upon to in the afterlife be clear even doing nothing but reading in the afterlife i would still not get through my tbr Mm-mm. just throwing that no. out. oh there. no absolutely not no, no. people no, are no, still no, no. writing books y'all like yeah but like yeah. even, if, even if they're gonna write me into the grave even if <laughs> i stopped getting books from the you know what i mean like it stopped the mm-hmm. day i died it better not fucking happen before the last plated prisoner comes out. But <laughs> I would still not get through it. There are so many books out there. Yeah. No, this I, is yeah. This is the only so I, I feel like you have the conversation, like as you do, of what would what supernatural creature would I want to be? And for a long time I was always werewolf because I love I love a wolf I love Mm -hmm. I've been obsessed with them for a long time but I feel like I am now and forever will be a vampire just because like the blood not really a big fan of it um I would immortality but it's immortality for the sheer Mm -hmm. the sheer like possibility of getting through my tbr like actually accomplishing things the amount of study that I would want to do. Like like Edward Cullen, that whole like chronically high school thing would freak me out. Oh, <laughs> they're doing it so wrong. Sure. The Cullens, so, like we all have to agree so they're doing wrong. it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like they are wasting. Like their I don't understand. Like they have all this money because one of them is psychic and can play the stock market. They know mm-hmm. all this stuff and yet they are not specializing in like like all the different colleges and getting all these different degrees. I would, I would know so many dead languages. I, I oh would my know God. like the amount of stuff. And it doesn't like, even have to study. be dead languages. You know what I mean? I would, like I would learn Farsi. I yes. would learn Greek. I would know so many. Things. I would just learn so much stuff. I would be, I would be so many different types of doctor. Like it would be mm-hmm. insane. Just, just to be to clear. To be clear, we are, as yes. we're talking about this, though, really all I need is a solar-powered um, kin- like charger for Kindle and internet access. And then, aside from going to get blood, I'm just chilling. Just big chilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all are talking about, like, y'all have these big lofty dreams, and I'm like, no, no, it'll just be me. In a cave. I think for the first 10 years, that would be me. Like, the first 10 yeah. years, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm going to lay here and read and, like, pretend to drink this beer that I can't have anymore, but, like, waft it towards <laughs> me and craft. And that's me for 10 years, mm. 10 solid years. And then I'd be like, okay, now we can do something else. I finally rested. <laughs> so side characters, I mean, there are side characters for sure. Yaira. I guess, yeah, Yaira, Yara, 
Um, she's wonderful. She is basically Joyce's new bestie from the afterlife. Um, but like I said, most of them are the bad guys. Uh, this character, I had this issue when I first read the book because the character drinks mimosas all the time, like on the clock at it, 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 I think it was like a quirk, but it, it was the whole personality. And then I was thinking about it after reading it and I'm like, you know what? She has died and is being forced <laughs> to do the same job that killed her. Like drink your mimosas choice. You yeah. have earned them. <laughs> yeah. I was about to ask, I was like, wait, is she doing it? Like, in her afterlife or like while she's actually a lawyer, like I mean alive. both. I but like, she can't be drinking that much if she's dead. Like she's earned it. Or like she can't be drinking for that long if she dies very quickly in the book. Exactly. Very quickly. But yeah, no. I guess I don't know. Even in the afterlife, I don't know how I feel about my lawyer just drinking on the clock. Anyways. Again. Okay, so here's the thing. Aiden, Aiden is her Grim Reaper. Aiden is also our love interest. Um, and what happens is she gets murdered. He takes her down to his office and is essentially like, okay, you're, you're slated for hell. Okay, you, all the things you've done in your life, you've, you're slated for hell. And I can keep you from going there yet. If you agree to be my lawyer for this case, this feels like, a and she's like, yeah, send me to hell. <laughs> she straight up is like, absolutely not. Send me to hell. I was like, a fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. So he does for like five minutes, which is like a month in hell time or whatever, and she has to relive her murder. <gasps> over and over every day Ooh. for a month. <clears throat> so he pulls Oof. her back out and he's like, you still feel the same? Like, you still want to be there forever, <laughs> ever? And she's like, I'll do it. But if I do it, I'm going to heaven after this. Like, we're changing the cards. Mm -hmm. So there's some coercion and ethic ethical issues going on here. Hey, this sounds like the student loan payoff. Like if you work for, <laughs> like you can, like if you work for a nonprofit or like you work for like a for as ten like years, a, yeah, as like uh -huh. a defense attorney. You mean my current yeah. life, <laughs> Ailey? Like, that's what this feels like. This feels like a student. It's exactly what this feels like. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what this feels like. So, um, so that is why I scored the noms, at, the swoons at three noms. Because, I mean, their relationship, as far as chemistry goes, so hot. So, 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 so hot. Like I said, five five noms of pants feelings. But swoons, meh, they're fine. They, they get together. I'm happy that they're mm -hmm. together. But I don't like the way they started out. <laughs> he did send her to hell. Mm -hmm. Just just out of pettiness. Fair. Um, I guess, like, I just... I'm not even mad at the man who twisted the chick's legs. So, like, I'm like, eh, five minutes in hell. What? Whatever. Like, 
I think I've skewed my own um, <laughs> level of what I'm willing to accept. Yeah. I mean, he just is very much not... I He wasn't swoony for me, but he was hot. So there's a lot of, like, breath play and, like... Um, specifically like hand on the throat and squeezing breath play but they they have it a lot during like the sexy times but they also it happens a lot with the bad guys doing it like the in a not sexy way so like that was I was like mm, oh. if we have a lot of this in sexy times like let's have the bad guys do something else <laughs> so it's not all at once all in the same book um, you have orgasm denial done very well. Like it was really well. And it was Dom Brat, which mm. was a fun uh dynamic oh, three. Yeah. But I do have a quote that I am I'm gonna blush when I read it, but like when I tell oh you my this thing god, I cannot five fucking noms. wait. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna blush, but I'm it's very not excited. It's not even that. Now I feel embarrassed that I built it up too much. But it just says, I thought about bending you right over that desk and fucking the attitude out of you. I once told you to choose hell or me. Well, baby, welcome to both. And I was just like, okay, Aiden. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm into it. (laughs) It was very good. The other thing, I think it might have been during that scene, but at one point they're like hooking up before court and <laughs> she gets a phone call from Valerie, one of the other Reapers. And Valerie's like, are you coming to court? And she's like, yeah, I'll be there in a minute. And Aiden can teleport them. So Aiden's like, we still have five minutes, like, let's get it in before we leave okay well she never hangs up the phone apparently and he's like giving it to her real good on their desk and then like straightens up her skirt and put buttons her up and then teleports her to the court she does court this is weeks later you get this quote from valerie and she says girl if that's the story you want to go with then sure she begins walking again then says over her shoulder but just so you know, you didn't actually hang up the phone, and I will never say no to free porn. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oh my like, god. This is another one of my like major fears. Right? Oh no. With like yes, because you have like the Apple watches and like the Garmin watch, and you can mm-hmm. like accidentally hit it, you know. And I am so paranoid about like that happening while stuff is happening it's fine i'll just get you a faraday cage for christmas and you can shove all your electronics in there anytime you're about to get that you're like this we're about to be sexy okay sexily taking off my watch you, you joke about that, but I would actually love a Faraday cage. I've always wanted one. Please get me one. I have two. I have two. They're very expensive. <laughs> no, I know. They're insane. One day when I'm, I'm a gazillionaire, 
I will get you all of the Faraday cages you want. Continue, Kristen. Okay, so um, for that ending, though, I gave it three noms. So you have Aiden's court case wrapped up, tied up in a pretty bow. And I look down at my Kindle and I am 75% in this book. I'm like, how in the fuck do I have 25% left to go? This is clearly the end of the book. We fucking, we've won our, or maybe won or not won our court case. Like, what are you talking about? There's still 25% <laughs> left in this goddamn book. So it did kind of like dampen the enthusiasm over the ending of the court case, like the ruling in the court case, because... I was so excited for them. And then I looked down and I see there's still 25% more book. And I was just like, well, I guess this isn't a big deal. (laughs) Um, So there's like an epilogue that's not called an epilogue. I believe it should have been an epilogue. (laughs) Um, Because after the court case, you have this other like, you find out the big twist and what's going on and why all of the side characters are actually bad guys. And that was actually a really cool twist and ending. But then you have this other one that I know is to set up book two. Like the, everything in um, Eden, which is like the afterlife has settled down now. And we're at a board meeting with all of the directors of the different levels of the afterlife. Um, and boom, the main character or one of the main characters, I guess, in book two is like throwing everybody into a tizzy. So it's just kind of like we could have not ended on a cliffhanger, but now we have. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but also the next book. Also, I'm sorry. Like the main characters are Aiden and Joyce again, I think. Like I, I don't oh. know that it's a... Like the next, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, I don't think it's a standalone. So, but the next book isn't out yet. So that's why it's only three months. Yeah. All right. Well, Well, what was was your final score? 13? 13. 13 or 20 noms. It fits. Dang. It does fit. Barely. It does fit. It's very good book. I gave it a four stars. So it's like a good book. It just... Mm -hmm. This was not the right prompt for it. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and that's like one of those things where I was actually – so on my personal Instagram, um, our TBR episode post from last episode popped up on my feed, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, what did we all do? Because I have a Swiss cheese brain. And so I like flip, flip, flipped. And I like look, look, looked, and then I saw mine, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I gave that a nineteen point five, really. <laughs> but then I was like, "It's because I was writing the high of it being the perfect book for you know what yeah, I mean." Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. in reality, yes. it's, for me, it's not a five star book, mm-hmm. but I think that what your DT, I think what, honestly, I think that whatever your prompt, your big brain stuff is kind of, for me anyway, influences how I feel about the Mm -hmm. rest of it. Oh, yeah. It does. Interesting. Interesting. But I, I mean, look at us learning. Let me be clear. The writing 
and the world building are very good. Like, the author is hilarious. This book is hilarious. It's so funny. Um, it just didn't work for this prompt. It wasn't all about the sides. It wasn't all about, it was all about Joyce. Like, all about Joyce. And mimosas. And mimosas. <laughs> Joyce and her mimosas. Bottomless, never-ending mimosas. Mm-hmm. All right, Mariana. Yeah. I, okay, I also had a hard time. And, like, I thought about rereading a book, but then I was doing a reading challenge, and I didn't want to sidetrack myself from my reading challenge. And so I was like, okay, I won't reread this book. I'm going to, like, stay on task. I'm going to fit one of the books for this reading challenge into this because it'll work. to be clear, Mariana. And it did. That is the most yeah. – This what you just described is why we started a fucking podcast. Like, the, what you yes. just did is, yes. like, where we – Yes. Our origin story. Yes. It is. I – well, I was just like, I – especially the rereading part is definitely Haley and I's origin story. <laughs> um, especially because I was going to reread Lisa Kleypas' oh Hathaway's. But I didn't have time to do like eight book side quest. So here we are, even though I ended up in a book slump. Anyways, so, and I have, this book has been on my TBR for maybe a year, six months to a year. And I don't know why I just kept putting it off. It's a sports book, but it's a baseball book. So I was like, I don't know how. Like, I'm hit or miss with baseball books. <laughs> Are you and strike so... or no strike? <laughs> that was Look very good. Oh, my goodness. Good. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. But... <laughs> and humble You're as always. You're trying to get him in before we roast you. <laughs> yeah, you are just fucking yeah. me tonight. <laughs> I went from the top of the peak yeah. last week or last episode to I'm just... No Winnie Pooh for you today, my dear. Um, but yeah, okay. So this book has been on my TBR forever, and then we were doing we're doing twenty three for twenty three, and I was like, oh my god, I finally need to like read this book. And then I found out the sequel to this book came out was coming out October twenty no October seventeenth, and I was like, I'll just wait until the sequel comes out and then read that. All this to say, I read Wild Pitch by Kat Geraldo. Mm-hmm. Um, they write very sexy books. Very. If you want a good, like, they know their kink. I will Mariana's just, like, I gave that is I one gave of their specialties. out of five <laughs> on pants feelings. <laughs> it has a strong five on pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I read two or three of their books last summer um they have like a sad like emo boy hamlet rewrite where it's like hamlet uh the love interest and yes and the bestie oh my god i can't remember who they all fuck it's great (laughs) how have i never read anything by this author 
Oh my god, they're so good. They're so good. And then they also did a Scarlet Letters, um, the daughter and the priest. Whoa. Age gap. I ha- I didn't read it because I was like, I don't know if I can right now. I, I got it's okay, it. Mariana. <laughs> I will read that for you. Thank you. I appreciate I'm your it. Resi- I, I am. I do. I feel like I'm your resident like priest book reader. Yeah, I just need you to read it and then tell me how it's great, and then I'll be like, okay, one day I'll one day I'll defeat this Catholic guilt. He'll I'll get <laughs> rid of it you're one like, day. Okay, I, what do I have on the list? Okay, I have this. I have priest. I have. <laughs> Anyways, Wild Pitch is a baseball book, like I said, and I don't know I, baseball. I think I just don't get it. I don't. I just you don't get, get it. I. No, okay. I don't get sports at all. But I really <laughs> don't get baseball. Um, but like this one, I was kind of like, oh, okay. Like you know how heated rivalry made us like be like, oh, I I get hockey. I now understand hockey. <laughs> yes. I could maybe watch some baseball now. I could maybe watch a quarter of a game and be like, wow, that you is know, hot. I you see know that. what you should do? You should watch the Savannah Bananas what? and the Party Animals. Yeah. Oh, I have watched Savannah Bananas and. I'd watch that baseball. They do a lot of <laughs> splits. Do. Anyways, okay, so this is a buy for buy <gasps> book. Um with a femdom. Ooh. Oh my god. With that an goes age with an age gap. BDS? Who's older? That's the BDSM challenge. Have you do you have a femdom yet? No, I don't. Uh the male character is older. Ooh, I love that. I love it too. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. So. We have a, Mm -hmm. yeah, yes, we have Sierra Ramirez, who is a Colombian American woman who is the first female, like, MBL, MLB player, whatever the acronym is, whatever. Um, And she's a pitcher. And she meets Mateo Rejas at the all-star game and she's pitching and I think he he's a catcher hmm. and she's like oh my god pitching I had his playing card time out time out time out mm-hmm. is is uh-huh. there a pegging scene I don't remember 89 percent <laughs> there's a lot that happens okay I just I just need y'all to know that I just googled it and in the synopsis it's bolded <laughs> yes there's Hell pegging yeah. the, the, the bolded part is the field won't be the only place he kneels for her Ooh. no it's not <laughs> no it's not no it no it's not it's like a point that he he nails they play pitch and catch yeah, and they the, do. The name of this series yeah. is Dominating yeah. the Diamond. Mm-hmm. How'd you know that was all my notes? <laughs> my, like, little notes. That's, like, the third line <laughs> is Dominating the mm-hmm. Diamond. Because there's a Dom in book two, too. 
I have to fan myself for a second. It's good. By the way, okay. listener, this is so. exactly what it's like when we all suddenly get really excited about, about like this is what chat is like. Okay, one person rolls in with a good sounding book, and we ask a single question, <laughs> and then all of us are like running around, like waving our hands in the air, like, oh my god. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly what this is. Okay, big brain stuff. Five, we have beautiful side characters. Not only is the family element, so like they're both super close with their families. Um, Cool lesbian moms Mm. uh, is Sierra's moms. Like she loves her moms. They're so cute. They love her. She was raised in Texas and like they are very much like you're going to do what you want to do. Like, fuck, yes, you're going to be an amazing pitcher. He has his mom, his sister and his niece. And then his ex-boyfriend is like still in the picture. And like the whole time you're like, oh, my fucking God, Oliver, get fucked. Like, (laughs) leave him alone. Like, obviously, he's in love with Sierra. Let, leave him alone. About, can, I'm going to spoil this, about a half, maybe three quarters of the way through, you find out that Oliver is engaged to his <gasps> sister. Shut up. Wait, so yes. that's why he still hangs around? That's why he still hangs around. And he mm-hmm. acts possessive? And is still like, he doesn't act possessive, but he act like, so the big thing is the fact that Mateo, has injuries not severe injuries but like a lot of wear and tear he's an older catcher he's like the captain on the team he has a lot of pain in his knees and his lower back because this is something i never thought before he's a catcher like he's sitting in a squat Mm -hmm. like intensely for like in for long periods of time and so sierra kind of gets the yips after the all-star game and she plays on one team and then she gets traded, of course, to Mateo's team. <laughs> and she he kind of is like, okay, look at just look at me. Like, we're gonna do this. Like, you're going to like you're gonna do this. You know you're amazing. Like, fuck it. And he like helps her get over it, but she can kind of only pitch to him for a while. Like, you know, like that's how she gets over it. And like she really only becomes like friends with him. And one other person on the team. And because she's like the only woman. And it's kind of a big deal. Not kind of. It is a big deal, <laughs> of course. So, but yeah. So then like you keep finding out that like you're like, oh my God, Oliver, why are you still here? Like, leave him alone. He knows his own body. And like Oliver keeps being like, you need to either retire or you need to move to first base. Like, those are your options. And he's like, no, no, no. I have to catch. Because I, like, she can only pitch to me and everything. It's kind of like the thing it becomes. And so she, yeah. So big brain stuff. The family is, like, all super good. The physical therapist, Alejandro, is amazing. That's big brains. Like, all the family's really good. Lesbian moms are great. I love watching how close, like, because, like, I'm super close to my family. So I love when a character is super close to their Mm -hmm, family, mm -hmm. even when their family is frustrating. And you really watch him struggle with, like, 
do I keep playing major league baseball or like, do I move closer to my family? Like, what do I do? And it's, it's very cute. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, the side characters are good. Like the sister is very like doting. Oliver's annoying as fuck, but like every side character is very much like we are here to watch Sierra succeed and for Mateo to continue to have an incredible career. Aww. Like they are all just like cheerleaders. And I just love that. I love that. I good. do love that. But I'm also like, man, fuck that sister for wanting to marry Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Like, it, mm, <laughs> but he's like super close to her daughter. Like he's super, super close to the niece. Is that um, Oliver's kid? Which, okay. no, no. So, like, the sister started dating Oliver, like, a year and a half after he broke up. He and Mateo broke up. And, like, Mateo broke up with him. Um, but, yeah. It's, it's just a weird dynamic It's a me. It is a weird dynamic. Okay. Pants Ooh. stuff. It's alive. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's a little bit of a slow burn. The... So, like, pant – okay, so, like, Swoons is four because – I don't know why Swoons is four. It just kind of felt four. But Pants Feels is definitely five. But, like, you know, like, I'm picky whenever an author is, like, and they had so much chemistry. This one, I was, like, oh, my God, they have so much <laughs> chemistry. Like, you feel it. Like, you are, like, oh, y'all are hot and heavy for each other. Like, they meet – and oh wait, that was what I was saying. Is they meet and she's like, "Oh my god, I had his trading card." Like, because <laughs> they're like twelve I years apart. That. Yeah, they're they're pretty far apart. I think it's more than twelve years. It's it's a pretty big age gap, huh. but it's very cute. But yeah, but she is definitely a dom, and so. It's whenever they like first go to have sex and it's Sierra and she says, I try to stand, but he shakes his head. This is it. I think the moment he expects my submission, the moment that I have to decide between letting him have that control against my every instinct, pushing for the pleasure that only dominance can give me or putting an end to all of this once and for all. Let me do the work. He says, tell me what you want. I just want to be the one to give it to you. So he's just kind of like, I just want to like, let me love you. And she's like, I love it when you do this. Uh, and like, shut the fuck up, little boy. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> she doesn't call him little boy. But is. I feel like I didn't realize I liked a femdom as much as I do until I read Berries and Greed. Mm. Lily Maine. And oh I was like, yeah. Oh. I'm s- so I'm always very like intrigued now. I'm like, ooh, this is I like this. Yeah. I think I just love it because like you don't really always see like you don't see a lot of women in that position. especially not with an age gap <laughs> where she's younger. Right. Like yes. that's what I like yes. about it. Like she definitely is like willing to learn from him like in a lot of ways. Um, but not in that way. And she, and like in this book, like he is discovering the fact that he's a sub, like he has no idea. And then he's like, I don't know what it is, but when you tell me to do these things, 
it really works for me. And like Oliver later on is like, yeah, I fucking bet it does. <laughs> like they kind of have that like kind of conversation. <laughs> He's trying to convince her that like we should fuck and or like we should continue fucking. And he says, and if you give me the chance, I will I will make sure you always come first. Aw, it's cute that you think you have any that you get a call that you get to call the shots on who comes when. <laughs> Uh, yes oh my god no i'm so i have yeah. so many things i have to read right now i just borrowed it on uh, including KU. this it's very good does this author have a um, large back catalog no oh wait i forgot she does call him a good boy she does call him a good boy Anyways, <laughs> I'm currently reading a book where someone else calls someone a good boy, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't know that okay. was a thing. Fucking wild. Um, it's a thing. <laughs> I just want everyone to be careful when they are downloading uh, Wild Pitch from uh, Kindle Unlimited that you get the Cat Geraldo one and not the one by Cal Ripken Jr., which is right <laughs> underneath it. Um nope. I think it would be nope. a bit of a, a bit of a different vibe mm-hmm. than what different vibe. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's spoon. So like spoons, it's really good. There's, it's a little bit of a slow burn. Um, like, cause like they kiss and then they like separate and then there's a lot of like, we can't. Oh, but we, no, we can't. And then like once they do, it's like they do an explosion. Yes. And like you really watch him grow of being like oh i realize now like why every other relationship has has failed and part of it is because it's never been like this like it's never been more important than baseball but now oh. she is more important than baseball oh god yeah that's so cute yeah that's very cute it's very cute and they have kind of like a good i don't know why but i kind of like it like i either like it when it's like a like third act breakup and like like it's kind of like oh my god i was being such an idiot let me go like directly to you and tell you right now like that within this amount of time fucking catnip in a book or wait, wait no but this is what this one is or it's like a couple weeks apart of each of us being like okay this is what we need to do to make that this work. Also by um, Katniss. <laughs> and this is the second one. This is more of like, let's spend, like, let's take our time coming back to each other. Let's make some big decisions on, like, what this looks like for oh. each of us. So that's very good. That HEA, H-E-A though, another four, but it's, it's cute. It's very cute. It's It kind of, like, wraps up just real cute, like, in a little bow, just like, boop, here you go. And, uh... I I wish it was just a little, not more drawn out, but a little bit more detail about how we came to some decisions, but still very good. Like, I'll say like four and a half, four, because um, it was still cute. I still really liked it. Um, I highly recommend it. I just started the second book, the second book, which is called Outfield Assist. And wait, I wanted to tell you all about this because it's, um, it's a thruple. It's two men and a woman, polyamorous triad with that consists of a gay, biromantic cis man 
And that's something I hadn't heard of being gay and biromantic. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard of it. I have. I've, I've never, never read, read it. In a book, no, I haven't either. I'm not even quite yes. sure what. So it, sexual sexual orientation is homosexual. Romantic orientation is bi romantic. Okay. So like they're only interested in having sex with people who are of the same gender, but they are romantically attracted to anybody depending like depending on what your definition your personal definition of bisexual is okay not bisexual biromantic i'm sorry the two other characters are both bisexual and that is one of cat Durallo's big things is making sure it's diverse not only like um orientation wise but also like culturally wise and that was a big thing in wild pitch is like their cultures and food is brought up a lot, which I fucking love <laughs> when people are like, yeah, this is our love language, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like they talk about the food and how important it is and like what they spend time doing and like their moms like making food together. And that's adorable. It's just nice. I think, yeah, it's really cute. It's like cute, but also like, hot. I think this you know, is actually like, gonna, like you saying what you're saying about like divert, like specifically like the queer diversity in here i like now that i'm thinking about so like i'm on the romantic spectrum like my romantic identity does not sit flush with my sexual identity Mm -hmm. i don't know that i've ever read anybody in a book even talk about romantic identity like there's like yeah there's definitely books that i've read where i'm like oh yeah this person is definitely blank like there there's no way that they're not biromantic or they're not homo romantic or hetero romantic but their sexuality is blah 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 like i see that in a lot of why choose but like mm-hmm. specifically like why choose where like swords cross and things like that um sometimes where like they're it's not explicitly stated but they're probably bisexual and hetero romantic but like it's not explicitly like it could be read that way anyway mm-hmm. i don't know that i've ever read a book where romantic identity yeah. is even acknowledged so and i don't know if it's discussed i am assuming it is because like they are using that as part of being like this is who these characters uh-huh. are um but, like, that is a big thing with Cadraldo. Like, they are very much kind of like, we gonna hit everything. And I say inclusive. I say fucking inclusive. <sighs> yeah, well, and that, that like, kind of slams you. And it's it's sick. I'm really excited. I, like, started it, and then I got into, a, like, a I started it, like, ten pages in, and then I was like, I, I can't read it. it. The world is on fire, guys. I can't read much right now. So I'm very slowly rereading a book. Um and like that's all the reading I've been doing. But this conversation has made me very excited to nice. to go read Outfield Assist like right now. <laughs> that's so super exciting. I feel like I've never yeah I've never thought about the sexuality and like romantic like romanticism like being as Rom- separate mm-hmm. things. So I really find that intriguing, and I would be mm-hmm. re- really interested to read it in. A book and this is why I love romance books so much because it's like I don't know I've never really thought of that and then you see it in a book and then you're like well huh this makes a lot of sense yeah 
Well, mm-hmm. that's why, like, so, like, this is part of the reason that being inclusive in your writing is so important. So, like, I'm sitting here from one side knowing a lot about it because of my experience. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited that it's there. And you've never, it's never even crossed your mind. Mm-mm. And nobody's ever brought it up to you. And so you nope. read it and go, huh, this is something that I have never thought about. And, like, I could... Hello, welcome to my soapbox that I'm going to immediately step off of because, boy, howdy, we don't have the fucking time right now. But <laughs> this yeah. is more no, but it's... This is also why the fucking romance genre as a whole is so fucking powerful because you can yeah. show yes. these things in a safe space. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. So anyways, uh, let me know how you guys like yeah, the I'll pitch. Let... I'll let you know how Outfield yeah, this is. Yeah, like next week. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I already know. <laughs> I, just but... returned, I just returned a book. I'll let you know highlights. Yeah. Full disclosure. <laughs> All right, I'm so about gonna... to DNF a book because it's NaNoWriMo and I'm going to be reading only Hockey and Omegaverse probably, but we'll see. Hell yeah. Makes sense. This is baseball. They're still hitting things with a stick. May I make a pitch? <laughs> May you make a what? <laughs> a pitch! <laughs> you truly are on fire tonight. I caught it. Wait, that wasn't uh, intentional? Oh, no. Snap, my <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> nope, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm three for three. It's I was all real about proud to, of you. Yeah. It's all about to go down yeah. in flame. God, honestly, Mariana, why'd you admit that? It wasn't intentional. Before we switch over to Sabrina, real quick. That inning, though, Mariana, four or four and a half? Four and a half. half. Okay. So wild pitch, 18 and a half noms. Nice. Yes. 18 and a half noms. It's wonderful. Everyone go read it. Everyone go read Cat Geraldo. I've really enjoyed almost every single, not almost every every single book I have read by them. And I think this is my, like, fourth third or fourth book mm. so highly recommend okay you're gonna give me so much shit <laughs> ice planet barbarian beam me up scotty can you imagine if i fucking <laughs> rolled in here with a ruby dixon okay but i thought about it <laughs> for like five seconds <laughs> well yeah but you have done more than you have done more than one single genre, two of which were from the same fucking author, from the same fucking series. Yeah. <laughs> I've done mostly the same genre, but I have done different authors. Yeah. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly, Sabrina's back on her bullshit. I go through phases of reading every year, but inevitably I will go down like at least three or four sci-fi rabbit holes that will last anywhere from a week to like a month. So I'd say a, probably a good quarter of what I read every year. Minimum. That's that. Mm, that's being a quarter. Really? Yeah. A quarter is very mm-hmm. kind to yourself. I would hey, say you know what? A third. I know what half. I like. And that's okay. You do. That's okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that is okay. To be clear, I did have good intentions. I was going to read a Thanksgiving book. 
You didn't want to talk about the wear turkey book? <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to come in hot with the wear turkey oh book. Oh my God. Okay. No, but I do. Let me tell you about this wear turkey book really quickly. This was the most, this is some of the most bonkers fucking like 14 pages I've ever read in my life. This wear turkey still had a turkey head. So she is a man body turkey neck. <laughs> She's a vegan. <laughs> Oh, maybe this no. will be my book maybe this no. will be my book so she's a vegan and she oh. is boycotting this turkey farm or this like animal farm <laughs> and this turkey is running away from the farmer and so she's like dr drastic an unexpected decision she goes and is like i'm gonna save this turkey so she grabs this turkey and tosses it in her back seat and then she takes it home and she's putting together a like vegan gluten-free etc etc thanksgiving meal for her and all of her pita friends so she puts the turkey in the bathroom and she's like oh yeah they're gonna be so proud of me for saving this fucking turkey <laughs> And then she hears a weird noise from the bathroom and she's like, what the hell? And then the door opens and it's a fucking naked man, except from the neck up, it's a turkey. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> no, no, I knew it was coming, but I hate it. Goblin. He can't speak. He's goblin. And he, he has a great And she dick. still gets down on him? <laughs> she still steps that's not consent. Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't feel like consent. I mean, to be fair, it's not like she walks up pussy first, okay? Like, he is the one who... <laughs> he is the one who approaches her and makes it very clear. To be clear, there's no oral in this book. I don't even know how Thank to begin God. to have that one. Pecking? I, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And it was, oh God. And then, but when he has her bed over the table and he's fucking her, by the way, remember she has people coming over in like an hour and a half to eat so dinner she, on this table. Yeah. Well, get ready. He's fucking her and she's screaming out. <laughs> Stuff me. Stuff me with that meat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like the, this is the like best meat I've ever had and like all sorts of shit. She, they fuck until she passes out, and when she wakes up, was it the trip because some somebody? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just straight trip to straight trip to fan. Yeah, and she uh she is knocking at the door, so she gets up, and when she opens the door, it's the friend who is coming over, and she's like, "I can't believe that you like I could hear you in there. we none of us are your friends anymore because we heard you in there screaming about how fill you up with the best meat you've ever had, blah blah blah, and I can't believe." <laughs> You are like trying to make like you make fun of us, blah blah blah. And then her friend just fucks up, and then she's like, "Hmm, well, worth it." And that's the end of the book. Wow, I what love that. this mm -hmm. this does sound like a Thanksgiving dinner induced fever dream. Like mm -hmm. this does sound like when something I tell yes. you, yeah, I literally read it in like eight minutes. Like, yeah. yeah. It was actually no, you know, it took longer than that because I literally kept having to like put my phone down for a second and like kind of look like look off into the middle distance and be like, what? Okay, I have to finish <laughs> it and then I'd pick it back up. 
It was. <clears throat> yeah, so I'll give that. That was mine. Um, I did it in <laughs> four minutes and 40 seconds. No, that's not true. But it was fucking bonkers. And, like, yeah, it was just probably my biggest issue, honestly, is that he fucks her into the mas- mashed potatoes. And, like, that just sounds like a yeast infection. Oh, yeah. Thing. I can deal with the turkey head. Like, I've read a lot of weird shit. But, like, sitting in mashed potatoes while you're, like, ramming into... That might be my hard limit. Mm-mm. But, I mean, it doesn't get all about the sides. Well, so I was going to read some sort of, like, Thanksgiving something. I was going to, like, dig into, like, the American holidayness of this episode, right? I didn't. I went alien. I can't help myself. So I, this was the first of, this was the first series that I started. This is what started my alien binge. And here I am like 17 bucks later. So I feel like Sabrina is always like, so this is what did it. This is, it was this, it was this thing. And now here I am 36 books later, 20 books later, 11 books later. And I'm just like, Oh God. Well, so to be clear, this is also the third author. Right. So like this isn't like all it's this I have not gone down an author rabbit hole. I could only go down so much of an author rabbit hole with this person because they don't have that many books out. And then I mm-hmm. started another one and it was incredible. Yeah. I feel like you're just always reading sci-fi and occasionally you sprinkle in something else. Like you don't have to say you're back on your sci-fi bullshit. You're just you always on your sci-fi. Yeah. Shit. I go th- no, no, no. You never left. You're like on the mountain. You're like on the mountain of like sci-fi bullshit. And every now and then you'll like hop on a little like you scale down yeah, on for a little like else. toadstool. You like skip hop down the toadstools to like maybe a contemporary or maybe a little historical. And but you never hey, leave. You I never read, leave like, the mountain. Eight, sci-fi I mountain. Ate, you never like, leave it. Okay, I did eat eat. I did read eight westerns in a row. I went on a Beverly Jenkins rabbit hole. She's not sci-fi. Yeah, eight versus but I was, seventeen. Okay, how many sci-fi's before and after? <laughs> yeah, and during. Yeah, how about that? What was that? <laughs> what, what was? I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear you, Sabrina. I, so this you... is actually, actually, this is why this episode fits for American Thanksgiving, friends, because there is in fact a ding dong getting roasted. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a wear turkey. And, and it's not. <laughs> okay. Okay. I have to tell you about book now. Okay. Okay. You have to tell us what so, book is. Yes. Well, I, I know. So, yes. start, so this is actually the reason this fits. So big brain stuff. The reason this fits is this is a. It is called Watch Your Orbit. By Edda Pierce. It is a spinoff of a different series, her her other first series, which is Inner Solar Union. And the reason that this fits for all about the sides is this is a the first book in a side series about literally all of the side characters. This is slice of life from like all of these books are slices of life from that you are introduced to in the main series. Love that. Oh, perfect. This is a suit. This is part of the reason I love Susan Trombley. This is also why I'm now officially brutally obsessed with Edda Pierce and will be um, not stalking, but also fully stalking Mm -hmm. this author online. (laughs) (laughs) Like literally a book is going to come out and I'm going to go rabid for it the same way I go rabid for a Susan Trombley. Like I fucking love an author that make builds a whole fucking universe and then 
every fucking book fits into that universe somehow like how did you do it Mm -hmm. it is fucking incredible and like so like i'm just gonna give it five out of five on big brain stuff oh i was gonna say if you want a contemporary person who does that rebecca weatherspoon does that very well all of her books are very well interconnected so um and she even zenny Mm -hmm. and raf are her like leftover people's like Mm -hmm. books her like loose end series. I love it. Okay, continue. Oh, no, you're fine. I just as you were talking about that. I, I love was Rebecca like... Weatherspoon. Um, I did in fact just recently read her Cowboys Ugh. of California series, and let me tell you, that was fucking awesome. Oh, beautiful. I will love beautiful. Sam until the day I die. Um <sighs> any hoodles. So yeah, okay, watch your orbit is so the hero in this book, you meet him in the third book of Intersolar Union. And the minute I met him in that book too, you know how sometimes you meet a side character and you're like, I hope you get a fucking book. This mm-hmm. was an example of that where I was like, please, for the love of God, I hope you get a book. And then I found out that he was the first one in the side series about slices of life. And I was like, oh, my God, that means that he's going to have a book that's let because like the series is angsty, to be clear. Like this, this, this was space opera. Right. So Inner Solar Union is like gritty is a little dark it deals with the fucked up side of space like there's there's a lot of shitty shit happening right there's like trauma blah 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 and so like obviously that means that like the trauma is going to bleed over into these side characters right but wow siatesh that's his name siatesh so he is a silk atari which is an alien species also if you like an alien that's an alien this is the author for you because like that they're aliens okay um, like they have like <laughs> some of, and there's like a billion different fucking like types of alien and like he like Silkatari is like only one of them. God, y'all. And then like the world building, like the thought that this author has put into creating entire cultures. Like, there's a reason for fucking mm. everything, and, like, it's not shoved in your face. Like, it is laid out. Like, you, like I learned things in this book that I've already read two... There's already been, like, one or two books with a Silkatari main character, right? And so we've already had two... Like, the first book, we learned some stuff. The second book, we learn even more about the culture, because this... In the se- second Silkatari book, we learn more about what it's like, blah, 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 blah. Like, it... Y'all, it is so fucking nuanced. Like, it is, oh my god, it is so fucking cool. And, like, all about the sides. Side information, baby. Okay? We're just gonna keep (laughs) tacking it on, okay? So, anyway, we have Siatesh. And so, basically, this side series is in the normal, or, like, the non-spinoff series is they have created, basically, a human refuge. Because these humans got stolen from Earth and had some real fucked up shit happen and they can't go back to earth because earth is not quote unquote awakened they don't know about aliens and so Mm. there's a big galactic argument right now about whether or not earth should be awakened and so it's a whole thing but these these humans can't go back right one earth can't know two they're traumatized for a fucking reason like, I'm not mm-hmm. kidding when I say the other series is, like, there's some dark shit, right? So, like, check your trigger warnings when you read these books. And Siatesh has his own baggage coming from it because he's what is known as, you know what? I can't go down all these rabbit holes. Siatesh, cool dude, broken sad boy. I fucking love a broken sad boy. I just, God, and he's just, yeah. mm-hmm. he's so sad. For, 
and like for good reason. Oh, his backstory. Our heroine is Omi Shaw. She is originally from Jamaica. And she is a hair artist. And so before she got abducted, she was on like Paris Fashion Week and like runways and stuff, styling hair and things like that. And um, then she gets abducted, obviously. She wouldn't be here if she wasn't. And Mm -hmm. she is kind of struggling. So this like that what they've decided to call it. Actually, no, I'm not going to spoil the name because if you read this series, I want you to have the same moment of, oh, my fucking God, please don't call this colony that name because the humans vote on what to call it. Right. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, some of those options, bud. I actually I'm going to tell you one of them was homie McHomeface. (laughs) (laughs) I died. So I just spoiled the shit out of it. Hello, friends. Jesus. Um, But. They ended up calling it Renata, and it's on a Silka- Shilkapari planet, okay? So, like, the Shilpakari who live there are like, yes, come here. We have a space for you. We'll keep you safe, like, blah, 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 and it's a, it's a whole thing. So, she, while she's there, like, she does hair, right? Like, she's a hair artist on, like, in high fashion, but also, um, like, she learned how to, you know, cut and color and braid and do things like that, but really her passion is like the artistry of it and like turning it into a piece of art essentially and she's getting all like she's feeling a little dull and so they end up meeting because he's on probation because spoiler alert i'm incapable of doing one of these episodes without spoiling the shit out of a bunch of shit um spoiler alert he almost kills one of the other humans in a really fucked up situation but turns out he was actually like essentially like indentured servant but way worse than indentured like Uh, he has like a blood contract that he can't get out of because of some shit that happened in the past and so he had no choice because there's some fucked when i tell you that the world building and like cultures and the way that their biology works in these aliens is super fucking cool there he had reasons right Mm -hmm. so he's essentially on probation because they these humans i love humans sometimes in books i like humans sometimes um are like, well, all of you come to us and, like, there's, like, a bunch of these lost, they're called lost souls, and we'll, you know, nix your contract and you can come live here. I mean, this is a refuge. doesn't just have to be for humans, right? And so he's working with her, and he's helping her build her, like, get ready for the weather, and, like, okay, so the swoons, like, oh my god, y'all. They were so cute because he has like trauma from like like both culturally but also sexually because of like a bunch of stuff that has happened. And so he's always like he's never been in control and like there's been a lot of like basically it's just been bad. Right. And he is basically afraid of women because they've always abused him. And she is so sweet because she like catches on to that. And so she doesn't push him. And, like, a lot of people aren't catching on to it because he's a fucking alien. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to recognize mm-hmm. their social, like, their physical, social cues that, like, things aren't cool kind of stuff. And, like, she just, it was just really good. Like, watching them, like, basically get to know each other. The first, most of the first, like, the first part of the, half of the book is them just getting to know each other. And he's helping her, like, weatherproof her little hair hair place because she does the hair for everybody so she's like but she's also like it's just, <laughs> this is me every book every book i'm like Ugh. but it was, it was just really good so like swoons they end up 
at one point getting pulled apart and right before they come back together um one of the things that needed to be built after they weatherproofed her little place was they needed to make a space chicken coop because her dad was a chicken collector like he got chickens at one point and then like but it's so cute get ready because he got really excited when he found out that there are all these different right like like species of chicken and so like he she brought him like when she came back from paris fashion week she brought him a special kind of chicken that was really hard to get in jamaica Oh. And like, it's oh my just God. so cute. And so like, she misses her family because she's never gonna see them or talk to them again, right? And so she and she saw this like chicken, the space chicken. I'm about to cry over the bringing your dad a chicken. I'm so sorry. I just thought of this. Are you? That's so. No, no, it's okay. not that. It's just it, such a it sweet is, gesture. She knows that's what her dad really likes, and so she's. Like That's she very misses nice. her family. They're all really tight knit. And so she oh, decides that she needs cute. a ch- space chicken. And so get this. Get ready. This is the swooniest thing. So when they're separated, he like was walking back and he was like, I'm going back to the place. I'm a go getter and she's my gal. And then guess what? As he is walking, he hears something weird and he looks over and space chicken is staring at him. And he's like, <laughs> oh, the coop isn't built so he builds the coop and catches the chick well so we don't know this yet we know that she's been miserable and crying and sad because she's like upset but she has also been like not taking a shit she keeps going up to the people in charge like give me my fucking man dude he hasn't done anything mm-hmm. wrong i consented to all of the stuff like fuck you give him to me and they were like okay fine fine and they just haven't given in but they had reasons but anyway so as she's walking past she sees somebody over in the garden and she's like what are they doing over there and then she sees that they're building something and she's like what are they doing get away from there that's where the coop is going who the fuck do you think you are and she goes over like fucking spitting mad he built the coop and caught her the space chicken Oh. And then they have a smooch, and then this happily ever after, and it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. So That's swoons, I'm gonna give it like, I'll give it a five. I'll give it a five on <laughs> swoon. No, I'll give it a four. No, mm, oh no, this is gonna be a twenty out of twenty. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. It's just so fucking good. I love a broken sad boy. This was such a good example. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah I, i've just accepted it fives across the board hello my friends Obvious- <laughs> obviously obviously to so no ba- one's surprise i'm so bad at i'm yeah, so bad at like, well, oh. the funniest thing is like what is it that i haven't given it? like i was a much harsher ra- i'm a much harsher raider I, like i said earlier i think i'm a much harsher raider when i feel like it doesn't fit the prompt really well because i'm already like Neh. but this one i'm like i feel like this is like this counts you know like it's a the it's a side character series like it but anyway yeah pants feelings real good um i will i'll give i'll give that one a four because the pants feelings bleed into the swoons because so he has this like trauma and so she is like you're you can be in control he she's like what can i do to make this okay and he's like i need control but he's also afraid to take control because he's always been in trouble for it in the past. Like, he wasn't allowed to. Mm. And so, like, it's basically her. Like, they're just, it's just hot. 
We get some gloves. Gloves. Shilpakari. One of the interesting things about their biology is something called a coil, which is not a fated mate because it's not fated at all. But they um, have tentacles on their head called tendrils. They get real mad if you call them tentacles. Okay. One of those tentacles is a sex tentacle. On the head? On the head at the back of their neck. And um, it's called coiling when they get really into somebody and it's pheromone induced and like oil, like they can taste through their tentacles. And then when they get horny through their hands. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, (laughs) So much happening. Yeah. So I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm going to give it the 60 times a four. Um, Five. It's a five. Who the fuck am I kidding? It's so hot. Well, so they have, they put on gloves so that her skin doesn't touch him because he can't coil because, one, he's traumatized and also he's on probation. And so he they, they're not supposed they can't touch because if it's called coiling and it's basically women can. So essentially female Shopakari can entrap them by their pheromones mm. right and so once a man is once a male shilpakari is coiled that's what it's called coiled to a female shilpakari or apparently humans you're you're done you're done mm. like the, that's it unless somebody can like rip you out of it or stuff like that so yeah but like sexy time at one point he's like fingering her oh that's another thing shilpakari forearms they got sex tentacles on their head <laughs> And they have forearms. They still have a penis. Like, it's just, there's a lot going on. It's real good. It's so, it's much so good. And this is after fucking like seven books of build up, baby. It <laughs> works. Okay. <laughs> um, and then it's got to be a five on the dead ending, though. Because she's got the space chicken and her happily ever after. Oh. And they move it together, and it's very cute. So that's a 20. It's so just it's a 20. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> I just loved it so much. <laughs> you had a question, oh, Kristen, God. before I said sex tentacle. Um. Oh, yeah. I really, I wanted to know, like, how they were ali- so alien. But you then... I think oh, you got your answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're out. They're pretty alien. They don't have noses. They just have essentially like nose slits. Like Voldemort they're, faces. Because they're, but like sexy. Voldemort faces. Right? Se- Voldemort I mean, is sexy. Full disclosure, Voldemort is sexy. He sucks, but he is hot. He's too snake-like for me. I don't yeah. remember what Voldemort like looks like, except vaguely. Would I fuck Voldemort? Probably, yes. Mariana, would you oh, not yeah. read a Naga book? No. <laughs> I haven't read the Basilisk book. Of Star Manor? The Basilisk book. Oh, it's oh. very good. No. It's very good. No, I don't choose. Y'all, I had almost a full mental breakdown on oh. Monday because I saw a garden snake. I saw, those snap. I saw those snapchats like, earlier. Yeah. yeah it, my heart rate went to 130. Yeah, well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I had my little Fitbit on and I was like... I feel like I can't well, breathe. Wonder why that is. It was seven a.m. It's not oh. like the show. The show Picari aren't super snaky. They're more. They're more like fish. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> Un poisson. 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 Le poisson. I'm so yeah, sorry. Real good. Real good. It was just really great. And there we go. Sabrina, if it makes you happy, I'm. Happy. I am not happy. Do you want to know why? 
because I've read everything that this author has out. I read, I read even between a, I went to a conference and to get to and from the conference, it was a seven hour drive. Even with that, even with driving for 14 hours, I finished everything that this person has ever written, including their entry into Supervellum, which is an anthology. Everything I could get my filthy, grubby little fucking hands on. And I still finished it in like seven days. Damn. And reading like four other books for a podcast. I have a fucking problem, okay? And two romance novel podcasts really just... It's just adding Save fuel the to the fire. It's so bad. It's so we're, fucking. We're all in I haven't. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> I still have. I haven't stopped reading as much as I read before having two podcasts. I just have two t- less time. <laughs> less time, more books. That's that how tracks. that works, right? As long as you can sustain, that fully tracks for you. I fully support you. I'm with Crystal on that one. Can I? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We've, That's a personal question. I've, I've only know. been at this for less than six months. We'll see how it goes. I'm Let have me to rephrase. S- I fully support <laughs> you. I hope you can sustain it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, no matter yeah. what, it's I'm not sustaining podcasts. I just might not read. I might have to be like, okay, Sabrina, I love you, but you have to take more than 24 hours to read a book. Put it down and read the book yeah. you're supposed to read instead of whatever the fuck it is you're doing. So long story short book is incredible highly recommend book all of you should read this book oh we got and it to, and, 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 to, and to get this to this book you have to read the other series too so i mean have to okay we didn't say all that but yeah you said this is the first book in this series so and it's series yes but you're not gonna get the new one how was her entry to super vellum because i have that it was good it's really mm-hmm. fucking good. That's another thing I really like about this author in general. She has like diverse heroines. Like okay. because mm-hmm. like so like one of the characters, so this character is Jamaican, another character from the other series. So this is the only book out in the series yet. A book from the other car- uh other series. Um she's Tanzanian and has Vitiligo. Vitiligo? Vitiglio? I've always heard vitiligo, but I think it's vitiligo. Yeah. Um, and then like one character is American, another is Swedish, and I, like they're from all over the globe. And it's just really nice to see that not everybody's from that's, the Midwest. Yeah, that's always the thing. Is I'm like, why is everyone white and from mm-hmm. the U.S.? Like, how is yeah. that possible? All right, now it's time to get <laughs> wrecked. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> wreck me i love i love that it would be so easy for us to like add in an air horn noise but no we're it's we're all gonna do it ourselves i am your air horn why search the internet when you have me (laughs) when i have when we already have yeah perfect air i'm an exact replica i don't know if you know that I love making that noise, so I'll never look it up on the internet. It's a good noise. Me too. Mm -mm. I don't want to know. Like, I don't remember what it actually sounds like anymore. And like, if I ever hear what it actually sounds like, I'm gonna be yeah, like, just no right. (laughs) Like, if somebody air horns around me, I'm gonna be like, how fucking dare you? We do that with our mouths. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're just at a football game. 
yes. screaming from the stands. <laughs> I follow this creator on TikTok called Greedy Peasant. Um, and he would do the air horn in his thing. Um, he's fabulous. Um, he goes into like uh, very Catholic spaces and he's dressed up as peasant and he does like the history and stuff and how they're fabulous. This is everything um, I've ever needed. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Look him up. Um, but he would do the air horn and I think his stuff got pulled for like, I don't know, copyright. So now he that's what he does. He does like, bow, 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 bow. He does, like the air horn. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it's it's hilarious. Someone copywrote the air horn noise? I don't know. There was like he was like he was getting stuff was getting pulled when he used the air horn sound. Wow. But it but, but not, not when, when he, he did, did it. That's ridiculous. With his mouth. That is the biggest pile of womp 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 yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Plus book racks. But book racks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Haley, you asked for the last book that got me out of a slump. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to give you the last book that got me out of my sec- my penultimate slump. Because my most recent slump is the Plated Prisoner series. Like, that's what got me out of the slump was the Plated Prisoner series by Raven Kennedy, which I do recommend. But also, it's not finished yet. So, like, take that under advisement. So, I was in a slump... Like, a pretty heavy slump, which, for me, it's just different. I didn't read for, like, three days. And I was like, huh, I need to find something. It was the Slow Heat book by Lita Blake. It's the Heat of Love series. It's an MM Omegaverse. And, like, check your trigger warnings because it is angsty, but it is so fucking good. Mm, Okay. Okay. I like it. I don't know if you've, like, di- dove into MM Omegaverse, but, like, Lita Blake has that shit on I lot. don't think I've done strictly MM Omegaverse. I've only done Omegaverse where, like, swords cross and there is, like, an, a male Omega, but I've only done, like, the Catherine mm-hmm. Moon, the sweet verse sort of yeah. thing. I haven't done well, Impreg. This is a whole different thing, but okay. it's good. It's really good. Yeah, I think the only Omegaverse I've done has been Reese Morrison's. I read one or two of those. They're pretty good. But the book that got me out of, slump, out of a slump, and it's not my most recent one because that was just a reread of a series I've already <laughs> read a few times. Um, but it was Out on a Limb by Hannah Boehm Young. Um, it was very good. It was – it's delightful. It's – Surprise pregnancy, but like it happens like very early. And so you're so like it's like them slowly falling in love after like a one night stand. And it's just very good. Um, they both have like physical disabilities. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's like them like coming to terms with it. Like hers has been lifelong and his is more recent and Highly recommend. It was very sweet. I actually, after I read that book, I think I started like a challenge or something. I must. Oh, I started on my Kennedy Ryan deep dive. That's exactly what happened. Ah, um, yes. Challenge uh, in yeah. of itself. And so, but I plan to go back and read everything else she has written, like read her back catalog because I love this book so much. 
Um, and I love the way she writes. Like her banter was so funny and so good and so organic. Like I was like, oh my God, you're just two silly people falling in love. I love you. So. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. I yeah. They're very cute. They like mesh well. So yeah, that was my last book that got me out of slump. That wasn't a reread. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Proud so ready for branching Thank out. You. So I, oh, branching out on a limb. So (laughs) I also have, I did some research for you, Haley. I went back through like my reading spreadsheets that tracks how many days it took me to read books. Mm. And I looked to see like when there was a bigger than three or four day gap between finishing books. And those are the ones that I picked. Uh, So it's not my last slump because I honestly don't think I've had a slump this year, really. Ooh, humble brag. Yeah. It's wild. Like I've read at least 16 books every month this year. It's crazy. Um, Killing it. I'm, I'm like, definitely, I've just hit my, um, my reading goal, which for me is Shut up, Sabrina. I don't want to hear your reading goal. Um, it's one. Don't judge yourself against me. I am Georg. I am the outlier here. We all know that. Um, but like I hit like I did like a hundred books, you know, as like because I like to set the bar like and then be able to like I like to push myself but still make it reasonable. So like yeah. the likelihood of me going over will make me feel really good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I set it like challenging, but like not that challenging um so then i can like get the like that it dopamine rush whatever i like same it. yeah that dopamine yeah. hit it's, it's a big one when you hit that like i did the exact goal. same thing this year you budget in so your I slumps like, man that's fine yeah well i didn't have as many slumps this year as i've had previously um so like i i've already hit my goal of 100 books um but i feel like now that i'm at the end and i kind of hit it I'm sort mm. of slumping off. Like nothing is really catching my eye sure. where I'm like, ooh, this is fantastic. I did continue to reread um, the Ilona Andrews because I once I read book two of Hidden Legacy, <laughs> I just had to read book <laughs> well, three. Yeah. I mean, you can't just – you can't that's just fair. Stop. Yeah, That's ridiculous. So I'm like, ooh, that's great. But now I have all these other – and I have – so many books, guys. Like I have so many books I've just recently bought, like physical copies <laughs> mm-hmm. and like ebook copies. And like I have like stuff coming in from the library and I'm like, okay. Like nothing is like hardcore um, what I want. I, I feel this very much. I've had mm-hmm. several books come in from the library recently and I – have almost just let them like pass by and then like re get like get join the list again just because like nothing has been like grabbing me the way I want hence to why I did it every book that has every book that has come through on the library in probably the last 30 days has been pushed back another uh-huh. 30 days like like I'm on hold and I'm like just re-deliver it in 30 days which means the data is coming up soon where I'm going to get like 17 books, seven yeah. things come through the library. And I'm probably like, just based on the mood I'm in right now, probably going to be pushing up again. So I'll see you in 2023. Yeah, I, really, I had before I let go by Kennedy Ryan come through and I'm just, 
after hearing Mariana talk about it and how, uh, like the things that they go through, I don't know if I'm ready for that book, but I did borrow it. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to get Mm -hmm. back on that hold list. And it's like 16 weeks. (laughs) So we'll see. (laughs) Well, if you hold out long enough, the next book in that series comes out in March 2024. Oh, and then I could just boom, boom. Boom, boom, straight to Soul Dad's book. It's ruined your life. Because they are gonna be (laughs) hard to read. (laughs) Yeah. That's a whole that's a whole different kind of get wrecked. But this emotionally. This gift. Oh yes, sorry. Okay. Oh yeah, tell us about your book. I have a few. Bring it back around. So I have The Roommate Risk by Talia Hibbert. Oh, um, I love her. Love Talia Hibbert. Ooh, which is very good. And I just love the way she does, like Mariana was saying, banter. Like I just love the way that she talks. And this one is a friends to lovers. So it's very fun. Then there's Run and Hide by... Beatrix Hollow. And I feel like I screamed about this in the group chat for a while. I think so. But it's you like have. a pretty dark reverse harem with monsters. And the Mothman in this book is hilarious. He's like a gunslinging cowboy Mothman. Mothman? Oh my God. Oh my God. What? Yes. You heard me. Because he's from West Virginia. It's like set in. <gasps> I want of to say course. they're in West Virginia, like in the mountains and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. How? Oh, that yeah. sounds so good. Gunslinging moth. <laughs> like he wears Damn this it. huge leather Damn duster it. I have... and it's hilarious. <gasps> Kristen, I have a very specific <laughs> list of books that I have no choice but to read this week. And now I want to read. And now you're going to read this. Gunsling- it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And it, it's pretty wow. quick. What no, are there the are, other monsters? Um, there's like a, it's called a Nocken, which is I think a German water fey type hmm. deal. Um, that sounds familiar. Water yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's, um, I don't want to give it away because he's not a monster in the beginning, but he becomes a monster later in the book. But there's Vor in later books, so. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Damn. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's really, really Damn good. It, Kristen, you're terrible. Um, and then I have not a romance, but the Searcher by Tana French or Tana French, who I am absolutely obsessed with. I've read every single one of her books. I'm so looking forward to the second. Is this in book. the 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 Dublin Murder Squad it, series? So it's the the author of the Dublin Murder Squad, but she's got a new series, the Cal Hooper series okay um and he cal hooper is like an ex-detective from chicago who moves to the irish countryside to like get away from it all mm, and that's bad choice cal hooper uh yeah if, if tana french has taught us anything the <laughs> irish countryside is rampant with violent crime exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> beautiful and boggy and cute dogs and you know old men that are hilarious but rampant with violent crime (laughs) um but yeah so that's very very good and that one definitely pulled me out of a slump and uh that That does remind me no not for Haley. i was gonna move on to the next but please what does it remind you oh well one second (laughs) 
So I had that just reminded me. You said not a romance. So the last non-romance book that got me out of a slump was this was years ago, but like I do have fancy copies of it now because it pulled me out of that slump and like slingshotted me back into feeling like reading. Was the Invisible Life of Addie Ooh. Larue? If you haven't oh, read I love it, that like, book, there's yeah. definitely a romantic subplot. Okay, yeah, like that book. Like I hadn't read in this was years ago, and I hadn't read in probably like a couple of Ooh. weeks, and I just. Well, yeah, this was before I turned into quite the monster. That <laughs> yeah, I, I, had, I had the fancy hardcover, and then um, the audio the audiobook mm-hmm. of that is fantastic. Mm, I haven't listened fantastic. to the audiobook. I think okay, it's. I want to say it's the same narrator that does the Lisa Kleypas. Ooh, really? Yeah, and her. Which one oh, though? Which narrator? Oh, I have to look it up. Um, I'm trying not to click. I'm, yeah. Well, we can, yeah, whatever. Um, but regardless, but, but she does note to like, self. Audiobook is good. She does like the male voice in that, and it like gave me chills. Okay, I was like, oh. um, so it's Julia Whelan who does yeah. amazing work. Yes, yes, I, yes. I love her. I'm never confronted with my queerness more than in books that are like dual POV with a female and a male narrator for the two mm-hmm. main characters. And you listen to the male main character do the male voices and you're just like, yeah, this is fine. But then you listen to that female narrator do like the sexy scenes and the male voices. And I'm just like, Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh, I'm very gay. <laughs> but yeah love that journey (laughs) love it um but yeah those it's like oh it's very very good um okay so these are fantastic selections i'm really probably most excited because it is november is it about gunslinging (laughs) yeah i am i'm probably most excited Mm -hmm. about run and hide gunslinging mothman and also um the rampant violence of the Irish countryside yeah. and Tana French. Ta- um, I mean, she's really like damn. top of her fucking she, game. Yeah. Like, she just so writes good. really evocative, mm-hmm. atmospheric, miss like well-paced, um, draw you in mysteries. Mm-hmm. And then some, nice. and then sometimes she does like major like plot twists, but they're like, I don't know. They're, they're earth shattering, but subtle at the same time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, because you mm-hmm. get to, and you're just like, what? Yeah. What? And I mm. love, so I love a mystery that I can read it and know the whole time what's going to happen. I like, I love that genre. I love it so much. And I love when you're like, oh, that's the red herring and this is this. And you, like, you can mm-hmm. see all of the things. And she just does mystery so well but not in that way like you can kind of see it usually but like she's one of those authors that i don't know what's gonna happen the entire time i would just like to say that i'm very very impressed because almost any book that has a mystery element 
I'm like, I have no idea what's <laughs> Me coming. either. I'm like, even <laughs> like. I'm too stressed the whole like, time. Like, usually what happens is like, I get to the end. And even if it's been like, unless it, unless it is basically like bludgeon me mm-hmm. in the face with the information, I'm like, la-di-da-di-da. <gasps> wow. <laughs> what? <Big> mystery. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm really good. Like, I tend to pick out the stuff. And I, and I'm like that too. I like a mystery where I can see it. Mm-hmm. Like. We all know who the bad guy is here. Um, And it's still fun to like unwrap it. But I also do love a mystery where you get to the end and you're just like, oh, well, this whole thing is mysterious and I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, But then I don't know. I just I just every time I think of that, I just think of going to the movies with my best friend in high school and we went to see a walk to remember and I had no idea who Nicholas Sparks was. But within the first five minutes of the the movie, I (laughs) No, no, but within within the first five minutes of the movie, I lean over to her and she's read all of his books. She loves him. And I go, she gets cancer and dies, right? And she goes, God damn it. What? <laughs> and I was like, she dies, doesn't she? I was like, mm. I was like, this is this feels like a cancer movie. <laughs> this feels like this it. Feels yeah. Fair. That is a vibe though. Like sometimes you just start something and you're like, mm. oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, that's the thing is I can pick up on it. Like I've read enough at this point that like if it's a specific like there are beats that take you to this ending, like it's the same beats as other books. I'll pick up on that. Like, boom. Like if you're doing something that is common to I mean, it's a trope, essentially. You know what I mean? Like if it is a a tropey way to get there, like I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Look at me. I'm (laughs) I'm so smart. (laughs) All right, so who's next? All right. Sabrina? Um, So Sabrina. Sabrina requested the last Mm -hmm. book that made you gasp out loud. And I read a lot of crazy books that make me gasp out loud. So I have a few for you. Uh, Yay. One is To Ravish a Rogue by C.M. Nascosta. I cannot remember if you read this. That is... no, I have not. Re- I haven't jumped into that. Those books but yet. It, I've been saving them. Oh, the so she has made it very abundantly clear that there is. She calls it soft vor. Uh, it's not soft. There's vor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not gory, right? So it's not exceptionally uh-huh. gory, but. <clears throat> It's four. <laughs> okay, if you if y'all didn't catch that, what Krista just did was she just clacked her Oh my teeth, god. Like biting. Um, I feel like a lot of these people have never probably heard of or like know what vor is. And like oh. I just learned more recently. So now I'm just kinda like, can't wait for you guys to Google. A good point. A good point. Yeah. I'll be your Google though. Vor is like the consumption of flesh as a kink, right? Yeah. Yeah, specifically your partner's flesh, so. right? Like the yeah, not just yeah. like your neighbors as, as a while you're having anyway. sex, but like yeah. <laughs> behold, of Hannibal Lecter, the initial Fava beans and tongue king of war. No, so. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So that mm-hmm. one. Then there's and sometimes to be clear, listeners. Sometimes it's real literal. Sometimes it's less literal. Like Cleo Evans has a book that it's definite like that's definitely bore, but also like it's him inside of 
the dragon's mouth after the dragon has shifted and it's hot to the point where he yeah anyway there it, you don't actually have to devour the flesh to be clear but you also very yes. much can have read that book too yes mm-hmm. um so you have full sack by Layla fay this book i was so mm-hmm. excited i read this book specifically to talk about it on the podcast um there's a trigger warning in the front and it says he does uh, ejaculate food and they do consume it at Thanksgiving dinner with their entire family. No. Wait. Wait. So like you cannot (laughs) unread. (laughs) I gotta go. (laughs) So that I am okay. I I'm, I'm reading you have this to. week. Fuck Mothman Gunslinger. <laughs> like, so he is he is a tanuki, which is like a real animal, a Japanese raccoon dog, but is also a myth. God, I do love Layla Fay. I should be shocked by this. She's the one yes, who wrote Jack. She did. Oh no 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 no. He also like he ejaculates many things in this book. Many different things in this book. So when they say full sack, they mean like it's full. Like, it's full of treasure and miracles. Ah! <laughs> I don't like it. Okay, you you you've sold me. That's it. <laughs> you think have nice. to Google Tanuki T A N U K I because the art is incredible. Okay, like the myth mythological art because it's like that. So when I googled that, what came up was a yes, Japanese. Yes, it is a real dog? animal, but there is also a myth. Okay. So so Google Tanuki myth, and um, the art is that like that's a big ball sack. <laughs> that's a big ball sack. <laughs> Who gave me balloons? Holy shit! Um, but it's because it's that old style wait. Japanese oh my God. art. Wait, but then wait, wait, wait. I really have wow. like ball sacks bigger than their bodies. <laughs> wait, I need y'all to appreciate the fact that I went to my search bar and I hit T A N and like the obviously it's listing because Tanuki came up and then I hit myth and literally the I hit Tanuki M Y and the next thing that popped up was mythology balls. Yes. <laughs> Like, I didn't even have to go very far. I just, I took Tanuki M.Y. Wow. and, like, mythology balls popped up, so. I am so curious about this actual myth now, so I will it's be researching that. But also, like, I'm super excited about that. Thank you for giving me a history, a lore, a myth rabbit hole to go down. But also, um, this raccoon dog is, in fact, wearing its balls. <laughs> oh, mine <laughs> is him, like, at. smothering a man with his balls while he's floating mm-hmm. in the air. Oh, no, mine nice. is uh, him pulling a – it's a boat with filled with other Tanuki, and he is – Oh, my God. He's hauling them I see that one the river. And then there's also another one where he appears to be fending off – Riding his balls? Um, because I no. see that one. He's riding his balls like a, a – <laughs> No, no, no. Um, uh, he, he appears to be, like, either capturing or protecting people or maybe – you know, catching for consumption, a flock of geese. Oh yeah, with his testicles. 
And so describing these... If you go down a little bit more, they do in fact catch fish with one one. Are of we seeing the eggs. one? This is incredible. They're using them as like gliders. <laughs> I they're Kristen. describing these, and it's unhinged. But I'm telling you, these paintings are beautiful. Like they're really well yeah, done. Yeah, they are gorgeous. Oh no, they're gorgeous. This is incredible. Yeah. But also, like I, I'll put it this way: if I did not already know walking into this that this was a ball sack that was causing all of these, I would have like I just be looking at this as beautiful mm-hmm. art. And that, like I said, I need I need the mm-hmm. I need the context, mm-hmm. right? I need the context of why the ball sack is important because I'm not sitting here trying to shit on Mm -hmm, a culture. mm -hmm. Okay. That's not what's happening here, but I have no context and I need some context for my American brain. Okay. (laughs) The context is beautiful art, Sabrina. (laughs) (laughs) I also have a less unhinged suggestion or recommendation. um, And it's the gargoyle from general management by Kate Pryor. Okay. Mm -hmm. Overall, it's not a gasp-worthy book. It's very good. I enjoyed it so much. I love this series, the Claws and Cubicles series. But Mm -hmm. there is one scene where they're on a rooftop. And he, like, (gasps) uses his wings as, like, thrust propulsion. Oh, my God. It is so good. It was great. (laughs) And it did make me gasp. (laughs) Talk about... Talk about pound town. <laughs> like, holy shit. We are downtown. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God. Oh, yeah. My. So that's, that's what I a have good for you. Thank you. So I feel like the last book that I mean, okay. So whenever I first got, like, when you first asked for that wreck, I <laughs> have been like, trying to catch up on my favorite D&D podcast and I'm like super far behind and so Dylan is mostly caught up and so he's been like slowly being like oh yeah if you like let me know when you get to this point and I finally got to a point he's been hinting at and I lost my shit and it (laughs) I lost it in such a big way that I was like oh this is what I should wreck Sabrina and then I was like no Mariana she needs a book not a like 45 I mean you can also wreck episode series podcast but it is also not That's another I want both. podcast um okay. i highly recommend for everyone who's looking to get into D and loves like it, it, podcast dd and comedy it's all comedians it's very good anyways mm-hmm. after that i i don't know i feel like i haven't had a lot of books that really made me gasp though i i will say knockout by sarah mclean which just came out this year kind of had me going because it was a pretty good mystery in there for a little while and like like we had some good like not good life or death situations but some very intense life or death situations happening i like that you i like your yeah yeah not like (laughs) wow so good like we think that you're so bloodthirsty (laughs) that we're gonna yeah mariana loves it when someone's (laughs) about to kick it yeah. Dying. Um, but yeah, it got like really intense at certain points. I find Sarah McLean does a good like edge of your seat kind of mystery thing going on in the background, especially in the Hell's Bell series. So yeah, Knockout by Sarah McLean is I think my recommendation. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay, so my wreck is not a romance book. So I know you will probably not okay. read it. Um, but I do occasionally read not romance, mm, okay? Okay. I've read two this year. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Um, 
out of out, to be fair that's a very low yeah i was percentage. like that's like 0.2 percent of what you read um it's not quite that low. but i was taking your prompt literally and you said the last book that made you gasp out loud um until the last book that made me and i'm taking i'm taking this literally but i'm also taking it with like um I don't know, uh, artistic license with it uh, because I don't know if I necessarily gasped, um, but I did yell a lot. And that was The Lies of Locke Lamora by Scott Lynch. It okay. is a fantasy series. Um, I don't want to say it's high fantasy, but it's certainly not cozy fantasy. I feel like I've heard that title yeah, it before. Yeah, I think I've been recommended it's, this book. Before. It's really, it's really good. There's not you. There isn't a chosen one and a high like a major evil thing. You're basically following like the everyman, um, sort of. They're a group of thieves called the Gentlemen Bastards, and it's like a close sort of study of their past and survival in this town that is, or this city that is very kind of reminiscent of Venice and like how there's like lots of canals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you have like the, the nobility and um, it's just really, really good. Um, and I, there were several parts where I was like, oh, no, or like, stop it. You, you know, that's a trap. Like, you know, that's a trap. Why are you walking? And I'm like yelling in my car as I'm like driving back from my kid like dropping my kids off for school or like running errands and I'm just like very angry is there an audiobook yeah there is an audiobook and it's good okay because I'm more likely to read non like or read non-romance if it's an audiobook because I can be like up and about and like Mm -hmm. doing stuff and so right now I'm in the middle of an audiobook that I literally could not put down if you paid me money but um I will at I will put it out at the library i'll put a hole down on it it was good i really enjoyed listening to it but but what are you listening to right now yeah yeah i was like (laughs) all right well you know what this is gonna be we're gonna slip on right over to Kristen. uh because i wasn't gonna recommend you this specifically actually but i'll add it to it i have two recommendations for you other than this audiobook First one, unshockingly, this is why y'all are going to give me shit. An alien is romance. Convergence by Etta <laughs> Pierce. It's the first book in the Intersolar Union series. You, oh, by the way, listener, Kristen's recommendation request was Dealer's Choice. So we just get to fucking suggest whatever <laughs> the fuck. So that is the series that this episode, so like that stand, that spinoff. That's the first book in that series. So fucking good. Second one, just because I need somebody else to read this book. And I feel like of any, you just gave us full, you just gave me full sack. So I'm going to give you Claimed by the Cthulhu by Wendy Go. Okay. That is the sentient penis. Yeah. I just downloaded the first book in that series. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Did you say yeah, sentient please. penis? Please. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I know I screamed about this in the group where mm-hmm. I was the, like the penis in the box. It's detachable. Yes. It's sentient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the 
unexpected third recommendation is the Mate Games War series by Kay Lorraine and Meg Ann. Okay, so for the HB podcast, we did the Pestilence series. So we did the Pestilence series, but I read it with my eyeballs because I cannot take notes on audio. But the entire time, Melody was screaming about how good the fucking audiobooks were. And I was like, okay, well, I can't just hop right into a reread because I'm not that kind of person. So I was like, I'll go read The Make Games War on audio. And wow, it's full Ooh. cast. Ooh. It's reverse harem. Mm. There's vampires and werewolves. There are wolf shifters, like there's a priest. This is the book also that I was saying you might not be able to handle the war, Mariana, but definitely read Pestilence because it's also a full cast. Like the when I tell you, like Melody didn't scream enough. <laughs> okay. Like so fucking good. I love that. So good. I'm gonna look it up right now. Like, and when I say full cast, it's not even just, like, every chapter is in their point of view. Like, there's a new narrator. It is, <clears throat> it is their lines. Oh, like wow. The dialogue. In other people's oh. chapter. Yes. It is. Wow. <laughs> it, like. <laughs> They're also super horny, to be clear. Um, these books are so horny and so good. All right. There. That's. That's me. The end. Okay. I recently read Office Hours by Katrina Jackson. And that – just if you haven't read Katrina Jackson, read Katrina Jackson. But this one was a very good contemporary um, academia. Like it's like mm. two professors and she's like working on tenure and he's already tenured. And – they're just it's very cute it's very very like diverse group of like professors and everything and i don't know it was really good and it's like a really good insight so i didn't realize this but katrina jackson is actually a professor at a university like as her real job or like oh. main job i oh she's got the yeah. inside yes. details and so like. i guess maybe it's also because like i technically work for a university um but, like, it, it hit hard. It was very good. It was very interesting. Um, and then also all tied up by Reese Morrison. <gasps> this is oh. a chonker of a book. It is over 500 pages. But it is a MMM. And it's an established couple. And then, uh, like, Dom, like, Daddy Dom. And then a, like, boy who is an older man who's like tall buff and bald and like they like slowly introduce him to being like okay like you're like you're a boy like you can be a boy and also be like like a big dude with a bald head like you can follow your passions and then they all fall in love and it's really sweet <laughs> so <laughs> it was just really sweet I love Reese Morrison like they write their writing is so good and like it's so cute and sweet and it's always very diverse like mm -hmm like physically like mentally and like emotionally and sexually like and they do kink very you can tell like they, they got the knowledge you know mm -hmm. but yeah all tied up was really good i really mm -hmm. enjoyed it like i thought about doing a reread but it's a 500 page book 
Yeah. And I have so many books I need to read before the end of the year. So I do just want to make the comment really quickly just because it's super interesting reading kink books because you can definitely tell authors that understand kink as a lifestyle beyond it just being like something hot in a book. You know what I mean? Like how it affects – like depending on the kink, depending on how you interact with it, like how it affects you in your daily and like – the mentality behind it it's just super interesting yeah. so you recommended that person a couple of times and i'm super intrigued yes in, um, this book, book specifically goes into accepting and embracing kink as a lifestyle and how to bridge all of that together like your quote-unquote normal mm-hmm. life especially when you don't fit yes. especially if you don't fit the mold of what is expected yes and this um, book goes like really by, deeply into mm-hmm. that um in just a really beautiful way um And, like, all of them learning to, like, love and accept, like, who they are and, like, as they are and, like, like their little brains expanding. And it's just – it was really well done and really beautiful. And, like, you really watch them just, like, sink into, like, falling in love and – You made me happy. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. So my dealer's choice for Kristen is um, Assistant to the Villain – Ooh. by Hannah Nicole Mayer. Now, um, I'm very, very excited. I have like a physical copy of the book because I couldn't pass it up because the cover is adorable. But um, it reminds me of – it's romance, but it's not spicy. I don't think there's – there isn't any open – there aren't any open door scenes in it. But it's basically like – like the claws and cubicles, like it's office worker romanticy with like funny, uh, like lots of really good banter and dynamic. It kind of reminds me of, I think she did a TikTok series, but the, um, oh, I love him. He's like, has ice blonde hair and he's like, he is the assistant to like, like he's like, you can't, no, no, you can't put, the cupcakes like table near the shark tank like that's just (laughs) that's an hr problem like we have to move them there are lasers on the sharks like it's you know you cannot you cannot use a scimitar to cut the birthday cake i know you just polished it but like um (laughs) like that's the kind of vibe it is Mm -hmm. and um it's just really really fun um and i'm very very like excited about it so that is my i've been seeing that all yeah. over the internet did it's, Beausoleil it's... do an event for that or was it a book book du mois or no um, it wasn't a book du mois um i i wanted it and our manager and lauren our manager wanted it and she just read it and she said it was fantastic she's like i and i haven't convinced her to to read Sam Nuss Costa or the Claws and Cubicles yet. Um, but I have, it's I feel like this is, time. You're persistent. this is my in because this is those vibes, right? Yes. Like it's, it's the cozy, it's ha- somehow managing to make like really heinous things. Like it's that dark humor, mm-hmm. um, just fine, absolutely fine and adorable <laughs> and everyday office situations, which I really, <laughs> really enjoy. Um, and I, I've started it, but I haven't finished it, but I, she gave me like the breakdown of it and I was like, oh, 
Yes. So, um, so that is my dealer's choice recommendation. Excellent. Now, my book you have to read, Mariana, you wanted a book you have to read before the end of 2023. Yes. Which I now realize almost rhymes. Mm-hmm. It's a good little Ooh, pattern. Yes. Yeah. Took that again. Literally, I love it. Uh, what I what I think you should read for the end of twenty twenty three. Um, it is not a romance. It is probably a very hard book, <laughs> but it's <laughs> so good. It's so so good. Um, it is Killers of the Flower Moon by oh, David Grand. Yes, this has been a long term on my list. It's probably one of the the best nonfictions I've ever read. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And then Martin Scorsese just came out with a film like version of it, which I haven't seen yet. I'm very excited about. But oh my God. Like it's just so good. It's so good. But it's it's real rough. It's Yes. But it's really, really, really good. And I think it's a really, really important book. And I'm sorry. But it's not romance. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's been a long term okay. book on my list, like whenever I I previously worked with an indigenous tribe and um, one of the FBI people who helped write that book worked with one of my bosses when writing it. And so he had a lot of input because he had won a court case against the FBI um, for sovereignty rights. So he worked with them. Yeah, it's really cool. Very, very cool. Um, He had a wild fucking life. <laughs> like, he would just, like, drop things, being like, oh, yeah, I helped him out a couple times. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, this is a <laughs> national treasure. And everyone's yeah. just like, hey, yeah, that's that guy. He's an elder. And I was like, ah, uh, uh. <laughs> Like, the little historian in me is like, this is, like, a legit, like, historical figure, like, right here. And everyone else is like, what's up? I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can I? Can my job actually just be like recording everything? Like, yeah. can we just sit down? It got to that point a few times where I was just like, I just have to ask you about like eighty questions, and he would just be like, Oh yeah, don't worry about it. And I'd be like, What the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, Ugh, yeah. So it's been a long right. time one for me, and I'll probably I'll probably get that one on audio and listen to it because it's very. It's also very very good. I that was a dual one for me. I read it. And then I also listened Mm -hmm. and it's kind of divided into three parts where the first part follows the, um, the tribe member, the woman, um, of the Osage Indian tribe. And the second part follows an FBI agent who is investigating what's going on. And then the third, like kind of smaller part is, I think it's read by the author and it's kind of his process of, the research and what went into and what still needs to be done. Hell yeah. Uh, That's really cool. With going, go, moving forward. It's a lot. Um, <laughs> that sounds like Mario. And it, yeah. reads, it, reads, like, specific, it like, reads like a novel. Yeah. Like it is, it's just incredibly well done. And the audiobook is also really, really good. So. So I have a few books for you, Mariana, because I am completely <laughs> unable to limit I love it. myself. Um, I love it. So one, I think we've talked about it already on the podcast, but it's Dream On by Angie Hockman. Yes. 
It's so uh, This is good. one of my library books that keeps getting scooted to the end of the line. Mm-hmm. I understand. But it's very, very, very good. Um, okay. It's like unexpectedly yeah. It's so. the one that I could not – I cannot spoil it for the life of me. Like you just – have to read it because it is okay so good okay um mm-hmm. another one is time to shine by rachel reed and this is oh, the perfect time love of rachel year reed. to read it so it is an mm hockey book um but it's also a holiday book so yeah i think i was waiting to read this until it got cold yeah well yeah now's your chance well, not well, really. Here, it's a brisk 80 degrees, so. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so nice. Not two yeah, days two ago. Yeah, two days ago it was actually like... cold. It was. I yeah. wore sweaters to work this week and I went to sit outside yeah. for like an hour yesterday and I had the gall to wear a pair of jeans and I was like sweating. Drenched bullets. in sweat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last one is The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangu Mandana. I love that book. Okay, Um, I keep seeing this everywhere, but I've been hesitant. I don't know, y'all. I'm picky about paranormal, like, stuff. So, but hearing one of you recommend it, I'm like, okay, okay. It's very, very, very cozy and cute. Yes. And I loved it. It's, It's... it's reminiscent of like um, the House in the Cerulean Sea by T.J. Clune. Ooh, like okay. those are the kind of vibes. Um, but oh, it's just it is it's just really really good. And the main character is no nonsense. Um, she has like a YouTube channel, and then she's <laughs> like comes into like educate these kids and I don't know it's just oh everything about it is just really fun and heartwarming and um I don't know how else to describe it it's It's, just really good it's so good and you're tackling these really big themes these really heavy like being an orphan and being a woman of color and um oh because that's the thing right isn't it like the witches like the they always like if you have a kid like you don't yeah they so unfortunately or something their parents always end up dying when they're very mm-hmm. young oh yeah um if if a witch gives birth to a witch they always uh, end up yeah, losing their parents sort of so they're curse. all orphans it's rough. It's rough. Yeah. But it's so, it's also so cozy. So like you're dealing with these heavy, dark themes, but it's so fluffy and cozy that you, it didn't even register that it was dark Mm-mm. themes because most of it is like, we've worked through the trauma about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It's good. Okay. Yeah, I would say it's like practical magic meets House in the Cerulean Sea. Two things I've never, never watched or read. You've never watched Practical Magic? What? Nope, this comes up every single Halloween for me. But yeah, no, I've never watched Practical Magic. 
I want to like tie you down now and make you watch it with me. <laughs> yeah, like hey, like Mariana. a clockwork you orange, either, just huh? like the claws on your eyes. I haven't either. <gasps> I also you it, okay, half of so this Haley, podcast hasn't seen practical yes. magic. <laughs> when, we, when are we going? When we go to Houston to next June, yeah. they think we're going mm-hmm. to a concert with <laughs> an intervention, and you're watching fucking yeah. practical magic. <laughs> yeah. As long as we can it's, also go okay, to the concert, well, actually, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will do both. Okay. Yeah, um, but you y'all will be watching. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, I love how it's not even the season, like not even close to the season. But like, let's get spooky yeah. for it. Like, let's do I'm a whole it. thing. Like our hotel, we're gonna get like we're gonna go get like pumpkin flavored things. We're gonna it's we're gonna turn we're, into the a concert. Whole thing. The person we're seeing is like Appalachia vibes. Like yeah. there's yeah. a banjo involved. Yeah, I'm sorry, that automatically mm-hmm. makes it spooky. Yeah. yeah. Haley, I did want to tell mm-hmm. you he also just released a song with Hozier. <gasps> yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful. So good. For context, listener, we're going to see yeah. Noah yeah. in live <laughs> in June. It's gonna be our little TV. Oh, it's, gonna be so it's gonna be so fun. We like made the plan to do this, and the next day, I've never seen anything about this man before in my life. And the very next day, one of the TikTokers I follow was talking about. They, they come up with, like, phrases and stuff. And they were talking about one of the phrases they like now is, you've been Noah Khan. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> mm-hmm. but It's what we're about to do to you. Now you apparently. do. <laughs> well, to make you sit down and be sad. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. God, it's uh, so good. <laughs> love it. I, I love being Me sad too. to his music. I think I'm going to go clean my house to sad music after this. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yep, speaking of that. All right. So, yeah. my recommendations for you were um, Good Deeds mm. by Catherine Moon. I, <laughs> I, I've i been screaming about it. It was my second out of, like, it, like so, like, I rate my books every year based on, like, each month. What was my favorite read that month? Last year, Good, Good Deeds came in second. Oh, dang. Which I read almost 400 books last year. So, like, that's mm, saying that really something, is. okay? Like, the only thing that beat it was Devil's Daughter, right? Devil's Daughter was my number one read last year. And, like, I had to, like, really sit down and, like, look at myself (laughs) as a person to make the decision between Devil's Daughter and Good Deeds. I'm shocked. I'm not even... I'm not even going to tell you anything about it. Just go fucking read it. Okay, okay. okay, I will. You don't get to know anything about it. It's a Catherine Moon. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Still yeah, won't read that snake really book, good. but I'll read anything else by her. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. okay. That's okay. That's because you, you, you got a hard limit and, and that's okay. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So I'll just leave it there to make sure that you actually read it, right? Like I have another book that I could give you. And if you want like a challenge book, I'm going to say Kit McBride Gets a Wife. Kit McBride Gets a Wife. Just because like it was so good. Oh, it shit. It is Kit McBride. No, it's Kit McBride gets a wife, but I will never call it that. (laughs) You little shit. You made me second guess myself. But it would have been more fun. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, no, Kit Kit McBride gets a wife. Like it's closed door, and like it's just, it's, it is romance, but like it could totally have been used for like all the sides because like it's so less focused on the romance but it was just such a romp a wild west romp and it was just really Aww. fucking good so okay I'm gonna, okay i'm gonna mandela effect like i said everywhere. challenge book Kim yes McBride gets a do bride. it 
You are. I hate you. you live on podcast. I said it right. And then you were like, no, it's Kit McBride gets Obviously. a bride. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Wait, wait, hang on. Like, I was like fully on board. I was like, oh, yeah, because usually I am wrong. And so I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Wait, did I just get gaslit? <laughs> like, anyway, so that was uh, our recommendations, our get wrecked section for... Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Busy Romnivores, on Storygraph at the Busy Romnivores, and at our website, thebusyromnivores.com. Next episode, next DTF episode, we will be going on a holiday date. So join us for that next time. A holiday date. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, Romnivores, stay hungry. Read voraciously. And don't forget your sunscreen. Bye. 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 Bye.